Before we begin our recording today, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we gather, the Wurundjeri, Wolverong and the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. When you Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dissecting Disney Ditties, starring me, your friendly neighbourhood stackers, and some lovely guests. In today's lineup, we have a returning fabulous guest who people have actually asked, is he ever coming back? And here he is, it's Giriamo! Hola, I am back. <laughs> and new to this podcast, we have the lovely Sally Bell. Hi. Yay. Wonderful. How are we? All right. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. A little bit sleepy. Just got back from Johannesburg, um, but good. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Someone likes to fly. Yes. Good thing that I'm, I am a flight attendant. It's not just for fun, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> You're not just like <laughs> bleeding money here. I'm like, ah, oh, I just feel like flying to Johannesburg. I like status points. Yeah. No. <laughs> How are you, Sal? Yeah, all right. Bit tired, bit cold, but you know, it's Melbourne in winter. Um, what's been happening in our lives? I had something really interesting to say, and I thought, oh, I'll say that on the pod next time. My mom, I don't remember. It'll come to you in the middle. It'll of It'll come to me. Yep. I'm currently rehearsing a show. Yes, yeah. I'm rehearsing a brand new musical. Uh, that was written by two incredible people, uh, Ryland Stark and Owen James. They've written a fantastic comedic sort of film noir-esque. Can you just say noir? Does it have to be film noir even if it's not a film? Is it just noir if it's not a film? Um, I mean, noir just means black, but, but I think you can. I think you could just say noir because people would then know that you meant film noir and yeah. they'd noir. know that you meant that. Genre, you know, it's jazzy and cool and shit. Anyway, uh, so we're uh, we're de- debuting that at the end of October, going into November, and then very excitingly, we're doing a cast recording. So then you'll be able to find my lovely vocals on Spotify, probably by the end of the year. Ooh. Not speaking, but singing, which is very exciting. Yeah, amazing, very very exciting. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been been doing. It's been keeping me very very busy. So yeah, but we're not here to talk about our lives. What are we here to talk about? La Petite Seren. Little Mermaid! <laughs> Seren. Oh, because Siren. Siren. Yeah. Yeah, because mermaids are evil, really. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't sing. Like Harry Potter ones. Yeah, yeah. They sing to Drowning. Yep. Yeah. They lure the sailors to their deaths. They do. And also in Peter Pan, they do that as well. They try and kill Wendy, that's right, in the book. I think in the film, they play it down a little bit. And the film has plenty of other problems. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But in the book, they legit try and drown Wendy and Peter's like, ha-ha, you nearly died. God, he's such a dick. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) The Little Mermaid. Okay, let's talk about our experience with this show. I personally have never seen the professional production. I did, however, see a community theatre production of it a couple of years ago and I have thoughts and feelings. What about you guys? Yeah, I saw it on Broadway January 2009 
I really didn't remember that. I remember that I'd seen it, but I didn't remember anything about it apart from they were on roller skates and one of my favourite actresses is in it, Cherie Renee Scott. So I pretty much saw it because she was in it and when she was not on stage I tuned out a lot, to be honest. <laughs> it's not great. It's very long. Yeah. <laughs> I also saw it in New York in uh, April of 2008. It's actually the first Broadway show I ever saw, which is an what? unfortunate <laughs> Thing. I mean, I've seen musicals before, but in yeah. New York, it's the first Broadway show I saw. There you go. Um, I had high expectations because the only Disney show I had seen prior to that was The Lion King, which, well, we all There's know that ball. does not yeah, even yeah. reach anywhere close. But I did make up for it the next day because I did see original cast of Spring Awakening. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's the right year for that. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Groff and Groff and Leah Michelle left in May. So we saw it just a couple of weeks before they left. Wow, so. that's so cool. I saw, yeah, OBC of Spring Awakening on the same Little Mermaid trip too. What? Purely because the Monday of that year was New Year's Day and they had a random Monday matinee and I was all for jamming in as many shows as possible. So I was like, yeah, let's see Spring Awakening at one o'clock on Monday. That is wild. I'm so Weird. Ja- I feel like the odd one out for the first time on my own podcast. I feel like the loser here. You- yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's so cool. Did you guys see any other shows? Like the same, you both saw Mermaid, you both saw Spring. Um, I was with my family, so we had to do things that, you know, other people in my family wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Um, although the day we saw Little Mermaid was the day my brother and my dad went to a baseball game. So I was like, yup, I'm out. So um, uh, Legally Blonde and Hairspray were on the options as well, but we ended up choosing <laughs> Little Mermaid. I don't know. <laughs> Like my sister, she would have been like 13 or 14. And I remember talking to her about it and she was like, well, you're the Disney gay. You would have chosen that. <laughs> she's like, I would have wanted to see one of the other ones. I was like, okay, fine. Blame me. But to be to be fair, like it sounds amazing. Yeah. Like the Little Mermaid on Broadway. Cool. You, let's you, go. You, you think. Know? Yeah. You would think. And yeah. Then? Thoughts and thoughts and feelings. Um, generally, without giving too much away, how do we feel about this musical? It's so long. <laughs> It's so underwhelming. And I think it gets better. I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation. Hmm. It does have one of my favourite songs, though, which I had forgotten was from The Little Mermaid until I was watching back and I was like, oh, this song that's like my most played on Spotify is actually in this show. Shut the front door. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. not, of course, not the whole soundtrack is on Spotify, just no. ra- a few random songs. Just a few. Yeah. Which yeah. like, why bother? Yeah. yeah yes, there's like 29, but. <laughs> there are so many songs in this show. <laughs> I actually ran out of space. I had to start running down the outside. Um, but before we dive into it, I know the two of you are desperate to dive into. And today we have in front of us, can you describe what it looks like? It's very blue. Very blue. It's like um, a swimming swimming pool. It's like a swimming pool. Yeah, or an ocean. Interesting. Yep. It is called The Drunken Mermaid. Oh. Okay. All right, to make the Drunken Mermaid, you will need two ounces of vodka, two ounces of blue curacao, one ounce of simple syrup, 
a little bit of lime juice, and then some watermelon hard seltzer. Throw everything except the seltzer into a shaker, shake it like a Polaroid picture, pour it into some ice-filled glasses, and then top it with the seltzer. Bottoms up, people. That is delicious. Oh, that's yum. Yeah. I will have 12 more, please. That is really yum. There is. Okay. So I may have accidentally made three times as much as I was meant to. So there is so much more of it in the kitchen if we want to refill. Stunning. Yeah. That's that's lovely. That is really yummy. Mm -hmm. You can really taste the watermelon. Yeah. Which I didn't expect, but that's. Yeah. And because it's a seltzer, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Or something. It's fruit juice. I don't know. That's what I tell myself. Potato chips have the word potato in it. So like yeah, it's true. Basically, and wine is a salad. So <laughs> let's jump into some stats. Stats. No, wrong key. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Little Mermaid, the Broadway musical, debuted in July 2007 in Denver, Colorado. It then moved to Broadway in November 2007 at the, I want to say Lou Fontaine, L-U-N-T, but I think it's Lou. L-U-N-T. Is it Lunt? Isn't it named after someone? At the Lunt Fontaine Theatre. I don't know. Yep, cool. We're going with Sally. If it's wrong, you can message her. (laughs) (laughs) It closed on August 30th, 2009, after 50 previews and 685 performances. The music is by Alan Menken. The lyrics are by Howard Ashman and Glenn Slater. And the director was Francesco Zambello. Yay, a female director. Woo! Woo! In the cast. Holy shit. Yep. I am so excited by this cast mm. that for the first time in forever, <laughs> I have pre-done some music to go in here because the resumes of the cast in this musical is incredible. Yeah. Like th- this cast is mind-blowing. Okay, 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 okay. So starring as Ariel is Sierra Borges. Now I am obsessed with Sierra. I've seen her twice. I saw her in... Uh, Les Mis playing Fontaine in London when I was there many years ago. And I also saw her when she came to Melbourne to perform at uh, the Recital Centre, I think. Oh, I didn't know she came here. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I took my mum. She sang Think of Me and brought the house down. It was incredible. Uh, But her her resume – for those of you who perhaps aren't familiar with her or are familiar with her and are just dying for me to play some clips. So she was Christine Daae in Phantom of the Opera in Vegas and then she did that for ages and then did the 25th anniversary concert with Ramin Karimlu. Those who have seen your face draw back in fear I am the mask you it's me they hear. Following that, she continued her Christine Daae run by playing Christine Daae in Love Never Dies. Love never dies. Love never alters. Hearts may 
That song, also known as Our Kind of Love from The Beautiful Game. It's funny how songs in Andrew Lloyd Webber's just get cut and based. Uh, she was also Rosalie Mullins in School of Rock. Where did the rock go? Where's the rush of those electric guitars? And she was also Rebecca in It Should Have Been You. Easy to do. That's what they say. Why are you waiting to pick up the phone? Blast off a text. Stop this debating. The people you love, they need to know. Don't even try. You can't defend it. Such a good song. Should be in every Sopranos rep book. It's so good and so underrated. Okay, so that's Sierra Borges. That's just where it starts. Okay, so then playing Ursula, we've got Cherie Renee Scott. Now, this woman is a Broadway legend. I first heard her when I fell in love with Aida and she played Amneris. Yeah, I was in that ensemble. Uh, and then she is also the original Christine in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I saw that as well. Would you look at that coffered ceiling? Look at that chandelier. Excuse me, but how I'm feeling is a hundred proof I could raise the roof. I'm so happy to be here. The most overdone song in musical theatre auditions. And then <laughs> she was also... Pepper in the original Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. You think that Cupid's got a bow? Well, no. Cupid's got a needle, it'll find a vein. Careful, cause you'll bleed a little. But pretty soon romance will marinate your brain. Then watch the temperature go up. You hardly sleep because your sheets. Such a cool song, such a good story. She was also, now I want to say the original Kathy in the last five years. At least that's what everyone thinks. It's not true. I could have a mansion on a hill. I could lease a villa in Seville, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio with a gay midget named Carl playing Tevya and Porgy. But actually, Lauren Kennedy was the original Kathy in the last five years. I could wander Paris after dark, take a carriage ride through Central Park, but it wouldn't be as nice as a summer in Ohio where I'm sharing a room with the former stripper and her snake, Wayne. Uh, but Lauren was replaced by Cherie, and the reason why has completely left my brain. So she is the original Broadway Kathy, but um, she's not the original, original Kathy, which I always find really interesting because for some reason I heard about Lauren Kennedy playing Kathy before I heard about Sheree Renee Scott. I don't know. I had a weird teenage musical theatre upbringing. Okay. <laughs> she was also the original Debbie in Debbie Does Dallas the Musical. So what do I do now? I don't know how I'm supposed to be. Do I get on top? Do I sit or squat? What happens if I have to pee? Fun fact about that musical. <laughs> There's a really, really great song in it called God Must Love a Fool. Ain't it just like life to know what you want and where you want to go? 
It's like this country ballad. It's really, really cool. And when I was a teenager, I was invited to be part of a talent competition in my local area. And so I thought it'd be really cool if I played piano and sang. The song's really easy to play. So I sat down and I sang this song, God Must Love a Fool. I did not say what it was from. Anyway, I ended up winning the competition and it was emceed by some celebrity, I don't know, some old white dude, you know how they always do these things. Yep. And he said, that was such a beautiful song. What was it from? Oh, it was a by. <laughs> and I was like, um, well, it's from Debbie Does Dallas the Musical. His face, the audience response. It was just like of all the things I could have fucking said in that moment. He was just like, well, I um, well, was not expecting that um, response. I was like, it's just a really good song. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's Cherie Renee Scott. Now, Sally, why are you so obsessed with her? I just have always loved her voice. It just the first time I, I don't even, I think last five years was the first thing I heard and I was just like, I love this voice and I love the fact that I can sing along. She's not going crazy high. <laughs> that pretty much sold it. It's like someone I can sing along to like 90% of the notes. <laughs> and then it's just just the voice. And yeah. so seeing her in Little Mermaid, like actually seeing her on stage was like, fuck yeah, the rest of the show I don't really care because I'm watching her being big and bold and amazing and belting it out of the park. Yep. So, so cool. As Eric, we have Sean Palmer. Now, I'm not a Sex in the City fan. I'm going to no, guess you. No, I'm not. No. Wow. I know, bad gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost had my card taken away once when they I said that. <laughs> Look, I, I, get, I don't hate it. It's just. I've, I've never watched it. Are you a Sex in the City fan? Uh, I would occasionally watch it when it was on. So I know, you know, I know who the four girls are, but. Yeah, okay. I was never a big enough fan to follow. So for those who are screaming at their devices right now, <laughs> Hayley will be one of them, a former guest on this show, who is astounded when people say they've never watched Sex in the City. Sean Palmer was Stanford Blanche's boyfriend, Marcus, in Sex in the City. Oh, see, I remember Stanford, but... Do you? But I don't remember. Well, that was Eric. Eric was Stanford. <laughs> hey, someone <laughs> in the room knows who we're talking about. Oh, and me and okay. Gilly just like, yep. Yep. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But did he have black hair or was he blonde? Yeah. <laughs> all righty so as king triton we have the myth the legend that is norm lewis now his resume is ridiculous let me fly through this so he was the specialist in the who's tommy he seems to be completely unreceptive the test i give it make no sense at all he was jake in sideshow the devil you know beats the devil you don't. We don't work in the best of situations. We don't live very well. We don't live in the neighborhood of heaven. We live somewhere closer to hell. Twelve party. I usually go on just before the headliner and always at the Pierre goes train birds. And then it's Eddie Mackerel, the champ. Of course, it ain't nothing like being in the ring. Ain't nothing like the real thing. My Eddie's a hero just like Lindbergh, except Lindbergh's white and flies planes. My Eddie's colored and beats people up. I should specify that's Lacusa's wild party, not Lipper's wild party. Right. The Tony Collette or the Adino? The Tony Collette. Tony Collette, okay. Yeah, yeah. the... The other one. The, other one. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was actually on Broadway because 
the Adina one was off? Yeah. Okay. Um, the one that was on Broadway properly got the rights to use the poem it was based on. Right. Lippers one did not. Hence, you can't get the rights to Lippers one because right. the estate basically froze it. Which is why a lot of people are like, why does no one do that musical? Yeah, that's You're not right. allowed. Yes. <laughs> I love Lippers one. Oh, yeah, Lippers one. Everyone Julia loves, Mooney. Yeah. Everyone loves Lippers one yeah. except my best friend who prefers the Lacusa because he's weird. Uh, Norm Lewis was also Roger in A New Brain. Now, he was Roger in A New Brain only on the recording, which I find fascinating. So he didn't actually play Roger, but everyone knows this recording. Sailing, yes, I would on an open sea. I'd stand at the railing if I could, feeling wild and free. The sun is on my I find it fascinating that that recording is so famous, yet he never actually played this role. I have a friend, um, Andy, who (laughs) it doesn't matter what show it is, it doesn't matter what style the show is in, that is the song he will bring into an audition. (laughs) And he brought it in. I was musically directing Catch Me If You Can, which is jazzy and cool and upbeat. And he came in. I said, what are you singing? And he said, I'd rather be sailing from a new brain. I said, what else did you bring? <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten it. He's like, you didn't even let me. I was like, yep, didn't care. Didn't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, what else was he in? He was Curtis in the 2001 Dreamgirls concert. Now, I'm obsessed with this concert. Um, they put it on not long after 9-11 and the cast lineup was incredible. I've talked about this show before, I think back when we did Hercules because Lily S. White was in it, Audra McDonald was in it, uh, Norm Lewis was in it, uh, oh, Was and I think Anika Noni Rose was in it. Anyway, so he played Curtis. Big. As in large, as in huge, as in mine is better than yours. Now once upon a time the Cadillac car represented the highest classes in America, the pure unstained wasp. If you've never heard that recording, you have to, have to look it up. Um, I remember I bought that. It was a double disc. It's incredible. It's every song in Dreamgirls. It's a concert recording. It's the best cast recording you'll ever hear. You have to get on that. I'm so upset they didn't film it because, oh, my God, they only did it for like two nights. It was a two-night benefit concert. That's amazing. I think it was for like the um, AIDS benefit that's really popular over there, that Broadway. Broadway cares maybe? Uh- Yes. I think it was, it was, it was something like that. So they only did it for two nights, but like, holy crap, what a cast. Anyway. So he was in that. Uh, he was also Eddie in Lacusa's wild party. I've already done that one. Haven't I? Yes. Yes. He was also Nathan in Dessa Rose, which I am obsessed with. I'm Nathan. This is Harker. We gonna help you along. Ain't gonna let you stumble. Ain't gonna let them drag you. We're gonna sing real slow. Now you hang on. And then a lot of people will probably know him from the 25th anniversary concert production of Les Mis, where he played Javert. There 
Out in the darkness A fugitive running Fallen from God Fallen from grace God be my witness I remember the first time I watched that concert recording and just freaking out when I saw him step on stage. I was like, holy shit, no one more was in Japan. It was just so exciting. So exciting. He was also Abraham on the studio reco- studio cast recording of Dracula. Now that we've found where the enemy's lurking, nothing can stand in our way. Since we are facing the forces of darkness, we must be the cold light of day. Yes, he was one of the unfortunate cast members of that Frank Wildhorn musical that went absolutely nowhere. And then he was also, and I find this really adorable, he was also the Phantom opposite Sierra in Phantom of the Opera. Obviously not in the original production, but eventually they did play opposite each other. Slowly, gently, night unfurls its splendor, grasp. Sense it, tremulous and tender. Turn your face away from the garish light of day. Turn your thoughts away from cold, unfeeling light. And listen to the music of... That voice, it's just got so much command in it. I can't, I can't even deal. I love yep. him so much. I love him so much. And him and Sierra are like best friends and you can totally tell in that last <laughs> scene of Little Momo when she hugs him and she's just like, oh, you love each other so much. Okay, so then it doesn't stop there. The party does not stop there because in the role of Sebastian, we've got Titus Burgess, y'all. Oh, my God. Okay, so I strongly remember. Did you guys watch The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yes. No. Okay. <gasps> Oh. There's this moment, I think it's like in the first episode, maybe the second episode, where he does this. We're just about doing this one-man production of The Lion King. Yes, I remember And that. you just see that for like two seconds, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Anyway, he is an incredible singer, an incredible performer. He's also um, the other memorable moment. I know Titus for is the 2009 Tony Awards. Now the 2009 Tony Awards was the year that like everything went wrong. The guy from Rock of Ages nearly got knocked out by a piece of set. Shrek performed Welcome to Duloc and it sounded like just one person's microphone was on. Welcome to Duloc, such a perfect town. Here we have some rules, but we'll play them down. And then <laughs> Guys and Dolls, the revival performed and Titus was playing Nicely Nicely Johnston. And this happened. Now, who would like to start the ball rolling by giving testimony? It happened to me kind of funny. Kind of like a dream. Am I going in with it? I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. And by some chance, I had brought my dice along. And I hollered, someone Did somebody come in with a hand yeah. mic? <laughs> that was hot backstage. Yeah. 
<laughs> so basically he started his mic just went pop, pop and died. And you could just see the guy, I'm going on. Am I going in? I'm going on. I'm going on. <laughs> runs on with his handheld mic. And Titus does not even blink. Like it's amazing. He just like, yep, Mike, and just knocks it out of the park. <laughs> Obsessed. Freaking adore him as Sebastian. I think he is the heart and soul of this musical. But, my God, he would have been an amazing Ursula as well. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So then we've also got Eddie Corbick as Corbick, I think, as Scuttle, who was the magistrate in the original production of Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. He was also a swinger in the original production of Wicked. And then, in a surprising turn of events, Grimsby is played by Jonathan Freeman, the original Jafar. That was him? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe that when I read it and then I looked up at my screen and I was like, really? Really? In that? Because it doesn't even really sound like him either. Not, and he's on stage for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a waste. Yeah. yeah. Isn't this perfection, Grimsby? Out on the open sea, surrounded by nothing but water. No, oh, yes. It's simply delightful. So, yeah, that one was a surprise. Very excitingly for me, for literally no one else, playing Flotsam was Tyler Menard, who was in the quartet in Disney's On The Record! You have played them before. Yes. So many times. I'm so obsessed with that cast recording. So obsessed. Anyway, he was originally on it and I got really excited when I read that and that's all I cared about in his resume. As Jetson, we had Derek Baskin, who was the original Mitch Mahoney in Spelling Bee. You've been the best looking dude we've had all day. You're a real smart dude as well. He was also Otis William in Ain't So Proud. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I've got the mother made. Which is a really really cool show that I was so disappointed closed right before I got to Broadway because I really, really wanted to see it, but it closed. And finally playing Chef Louis, possibly one of the greatest cameo roles ever put into a musical, was John Tracy Egan, who was the original understudy for the Bat Boy in Bat Boy. There you go. Okay, so awards. Tony, 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 Tony. So we start with the drama desks. <clears throat> it was nominated for 
outstanding actress, Sierra Borges, outstanding set design, outstanding lighting design, and one nothing. Now, the one that shocks <laughs> me there is outstanding set design. Boo. Absolutely mind-blown. Yeah, what? That it was nominated <laughs> for a drama desk for set design. Was nothing else did, on did, that year? Yeah. Did they see the show? <laughs> like, oh, a Little Mermaid it should have a good set. Yeah, yeah, let's nominate it. At the Tonys, it was nominated for Best Original Score, which I think was rightly earned, Best Lighting Design, and that's it. Best Musical that year. Anyone want to take a guess? It was the 2008 Tony Awards. Um. Give us a hint. Uh, <laughs> you can't watch anything without this guy being involved in it in some way, shape, or form these days. The guy that wrote this musical. Three barrel name Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber? No, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. He oh. literally, he's on everything at the moment. Um, What's his face? The, the biggest guy on Broadway at the moment. Jason Robert Brown? No, the other one. <laughs> just, how many three named male musical theater writers are there? Well, apparently there's more than one. <laughs> um, Pulitzer Pli- Prize winner. Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah, okay, all right. Oh, in, oh, the, in the Heights. It was in okay. the Heights. Oh, I saw the year. OBC of that as well. Oh, jealous. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I, w- I was interested in the Tony Award for Best Actress because I thought Sierra was really outstanding, but she didn't get nominated for this. This was the year that Patti Lapone won for Gypsy, but it's also the year like Faith Prince was up for it, Kerry Butler was up for it. Like it was just a massive, massive year. So she didn't get a Guernsey probably because the role is simple, Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, that was the awards. It didn't do too well at the awards and it also didn't do too well at the box office. So (laughs) (laughs) songs that you'll probably recognize from it, apart from the ones that are famous from the film, like part of your world and under the sea, probably the one I hear the most is beyond my wildest dreams, which was written for Ariel. Probably that's the one I know the most from the musical, maybe her voice as well. Anyone want to contest that? I've already forgotten how both of those go. Yeah. Good, because I'm right. Okay. (laughs) So So basically this musical was launched off the back of the success of The Lion King. They just had really, really successful productions of Beauty and the Beast and and The Lion King and the next idea was what about we do The Little Mermaid. So the biggest hurdle they had was the water. This whole thing set under under the sea, no pun intended, what do we do about the water? And they approached Francesca Zambello, who was a really, really acclaimed opera director. She'd never done a musical before. And she said, yes, I can do it. And how we'll do it is no water, wires or flying. (sighs) (laughs) Moving on. So so Glenn Slater, who was the lyricist, he – has a pretty good folio. He did the lyrics for Love Never Dies. He also did School of Rock, so they're both Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals. And then with Alan Menken, he wrote the lyrics for Tangled and also Leap of Faith, which is a musical that basically no one's heard of, but, my God, it's got some good tunes. Make up your mind, I'm pulling out of the line. Soon I'll be gone if you're on, make it
they decided that to mimic the idea of being in the water, they would use Heelys, a shoe that is responsible for a lot of injuries across America in children. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but they're basically those like runners that have little roller skates in the heel and you kind of kick backwards and then you wee across the stage. Um- not surprisingly, never worn them because I would injure myself. But yeah, yeah, I, just <laughs> yeah I tried on a pair once and I instantly fell over. <laughs> yep. So most of the cast struggled to get a grasp of how to move around the stage wearing these, except for Sierra because she is a very accomplished figure skater. <sighs> and if you look at her TikTok, you can find videos of her figure skating. And I remember when I saw her in Melbourne, she told this story about how she was going through the auditions for Ariel. And then she went down to the river to like be near the water and she like said a few positive manifestation things to herself and and then she got Ariel and she's just like this hippie, beautiful specimen of a human being who's just got this perfect voice and I just love her. I hate her but I love her <laughs> <laughs> so much. But she did, uh, she uses this mantra that I use at every single youth production I've ever been involved in, whether I've directed it or musically directed it, and I always, always finish the rehearsal by getting the students to just turn to whoever's next to you and I say, turn to whoever's next to you and repeat after me, you are enough, you are so enough, it is unbelievable how enough you are. And that's something I got from her. And when I did, I did The Wizard of Oz last year and my director originally hated it. He's like, yep, okay, go. And he said, by the end of it, we had this kid who was one of the more like socially awkward boys. He said, I just watched. He goes, I used to hate that. I used to hate when you did this. And now I just watched kid A, the awk- kid awkward, turn to girl popular and they were screaming at each other, you are enough. You are so enough. It is unbelievable how enough you are. And he goes, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, see, I told you it has a point. And he goes, yeah, like eventually the kids get so into it and they're like screaming at each other's faces. And I said, it's just the best way to end a rehearsal, especially if it's been a crap one where things didn't go well and everyone's feeling a bit down. I'm like, you tell each other that you're enough and now get out of here. And I usually finish, now get out. And then they shout at each other, now get out. And they go. That's cute. But, um, yeah, I got that from Sierra and it's something I think uh, everyone should – take on board and use in the rehearsals because it's just, it's so uplifting. <laughs> so this this production did not do well. It received pretty mixed reviews. Ben Brantley ripped it apart as he famously does if he vaguely doesn't like something. Mostly just because people thought it was quite underwhelming visually. Yes, yep. very much. It closed in 2009 and in 2012 the most phenomenal looking production was put up in Holland, and this Dutch production completely reimagined it. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's all on wires, and Ariel's hair is like this wig that goes up into a cone. Hey, you haven't seen it? No. Okay, I'll post some stuff on the socials. But basically, Ariel's hair is like this massive triangle. It looks so weird, but it's all done on wires. And Ursula is this massive thing, like she's up, basically hoisted up in the air with these huge tentacles so Ariel has to physically swim up to get to her. The costumes are really, really bright and colourful and it just looks really, really freaking cool. And when you watch her sing part of your world and she's swimming around everywhere up in the sky and it looks really cool and, like, that's honestly how it should have been done. Yeah. Is there a cast recording of that? 
I'm gonna- no, and it's all in Dutch, but <laughs> <laughs> we can figure it out. Yeah, but within that reimagination, they cut good times. I want the good times back was cut, and it was replaced with a song called "Daddy's Little Angel." There was also a couple of reprises that were cut and inserted, and that is the version now that if you license the Little Mermaid, you'll get those cuts. So it doesn't have I doesn't have good times, good times back. back. Oh well, yeah, it's now got Daddy's Little Angel, Gone. which. I don't I, – I kind of like good times. Like I think it's it's cute. It's better than Daddy's Little Angel in my opinion. But, yeah, so that's that's it. It's it's had a bumpy ride this show. However, since it closed and since it was reimagined and the script was reworked a bit, it's been quite successful. It's had a lot of international productions that have opened up in various countries around the world. Surprisingly, we haven't had one in Australia now that I think about it. It's basically been on every continent except here. However – there have been a billion productions of it uh, on the amateur scene as well and school scenes, especially with The Little Mermaid Junior mm-hmm. because it's just a it's a friendly show, one of the non-problematic musicals yeah. that you can find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apart true. from the fact that you need a bunch of near-naked kids to swim around the yep. stage <laughs> for an hour. Uh, is there any thoughts you'd like to share before we take a break and jump into the songs? I'm just shattered that they would cut. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still reeling from that. <laughs> Fucking and, love that song. Damn, mate. I'm like, because I don't like that song. <laughs> huh? I don't like that song. Okay. So mm. you're fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I don't I'm a mind. Bit, yeah, yeah. I'm I don't mind bit, the song. I don't like it in this show. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm a bit on the on the fence, but I like it better than what they replaced it with. Is right. sort of what I meant. I don't think it's the showstopper of the musical no. by any no. stretch of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a quick break, break, and then we're going to jump into the three billion songs that are in this show. <laughs> My God, I'll take a quick bake too, though. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we will be back soon. Enjoy this little ad break that was recorded by me. Unlogged planning and organising, three hours of watching, two hours of research, three hours of recording, five hours of editing and one episode to publish. Don't forget you have to pay your hosting fee, your software platform fee and your designer fee. And if you want to do any sponsored posts, that's an extra couple of dollars as well. Producing a podcast is fun, but it's a lot of work and it's not free. Thank you so much to everyone who supports this show by listening to these episodes and a super shout out to all of the Patreons that help keep this show running financially. If you would like to become a Patreon, simply head to patreon.com and search for Dissecting Disney Ditties. There you will find a string of bonus episodes including spotlights on cut songs from your favourite Disney movies and some other random stuff I put up there. This show gets more and more love every time people mention it to their friends. So please spread the word, get comfy, and let's go back to the show.
have to say, this overture excites me more than anything that's ever existed. Mm. I have used it for so many things. Anytime I want to do a big dramatic entry, this is what I use. When I was lecturing about, um, oh, what was I doing a lecture on? I think it was mu- it was a musical theatre lecture, but I must have been talking about animated musicals. And I kicked this in, and the posters just turned, bam, bam, bam. And it was just the Renaissance posters. Like this was yeah. the the <sighs> reinvention of musical theatre and animation. Yeah. And the kids were like, play it again. <laughs> it was just a PowerPoint presentation, but it was so epic because yeah. this music is so epic. Like yeah. to me, this is Disney. That That's Disney. Mm-hmm. That's the the kickstart of the Renaissance. That's what saved, literally saved the animation department. Let's not forget they were in fucking trailers yep. at this point. They were kicked out of the building. They were this close to not existing. And then Alan Menken wrote this overture, mm. which is very similar in the film. Yeah. It's a little bit more subdued in the film. But, and boom, like we've got the Renaissance and now, you know, we, you just can't, you know, thanks to that, we have Frozen mm-hmm. for those who are obsessed with Frozen. You know, yep. if we didn't have The Little Mermaid, mm. we would not have Frozen. Yep. We would not have Moana. We would not have Encanto, you know, because it was it was done. We were doing fucking Home on the Range. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Brother Bear and Treasure Planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um yeah no I I live I live for this overture I love it I love it even though it's not my favorite animated Disney movie it's up there yeah but it's definitely my favorite overture. my favorite part was watching the recording of it and just like the audience like the random few that are clapping like yay I know this part <laughs> and you're just like calm calm down yes we all know what we're yeah. here for no need to clap yet oh I would have uh, lost my shit I said I would be that person <laughs> I know this. I also can't help myself on here. Yeah. You got to put the clap in. Oh, yeah. Put the clap in. So, this musical kicks off with the best overture known to man. And then, following that, it uh, the lights come up and you see a boat floating on. Well, how do you, how would you describe the water in this musical? Like, just the sheets of shimmery blue silver fabric that you would expect in a high school production? To me, it looks acrylic, like it looks plastic. Mm, Is it yeah. fabric? I don't know. It, it could go either way. to me, yeah. Because yeah. it like pops. It doesn't really move, does it? I feel like it's the lights that move and this just like plastic, it is plastic. wave kind of pops up and pops down when we're yeah. under the sea or floating on the sea. Anyway, floating on that is a boat and they sing this extended version of Fathoms Below. I thought it was longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Significantly. Yeah. But then I was like, Unnecessarily. Everything, everything feels longer. <laughs> I'll tell you a tale of the bottomless blue. And it's hey to the starboard before. Brave sailor, beware, cause a biggin's a brewing. Mysterious Fathoms Below. I'll sing you a song of the king of the sea And it's hey to the starboard people The ruler of all of the oceans is he In mysterious fathoms below Fathoms below, below From whence they would westerlies blow Where Triton is king and his people sing In mysterious fathoms below So this opens the film, and the film the musical. And the film. 
and, and the film. both. Well done. But in the film it's a bit more exciting because they're actually on water and, you know, animated mm. water, but they're on water and there's more stuff happening. And in this they look like they're just floating on recycled plastic. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it coming in and I was like, ooh, that's cool. I wonder what it does. Oh, nothing. And nothing. It's, and also I'm, I'm confused by the perspective. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're looking at the side of the ship, yet the, the steer, steering wheel? Steering wheel? Yeah. Um, uh, it's there's the a game. name for it. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not steering wheel. <laughs> It is a um, wheel. But it's in the middle of the ship. Yeah. Now, if you look at a real ship, isn't that at the end because that's the direction the ship's going? It's at the back normally because so, it controls the rudder. Yeah, but like it's at the end of the ship. Yeah, but yeah. It's not just randomly in the middle of the boat. Of the boat, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very confused by the perspective because it goes yeah. up, it gets skinny. Like it's the end of the boat mm-hmm. on the end. So like why would that be in the middle? Yeah. And like the sailors just hanging on, looking like bugs caught in a cobweb. Just <gasps> yeah. Like, Hanging there, swinging on their wires, clearly. It just, yeah. Like, I, I, like it could have, like, I know they tried to do it with lights, but it could have rocked or something, not just had the actors pretending it was rocking. Yeah. Like, Underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to high school. Yeah. Um, a quick Google has told me a ship wheel is called the helm. The not ship's helm. wheel or Take the boat's wheel. The yes. boat's wheel feels very insulting <laughs> yeah. for a large ship. Oh, look at my boat, boat wheel. wheel. Yeah. yeah. Like million dollar ship with a boat wheel. Uh, but the helm, I've heard the helm. Yes. Taking the helm, like you said. Yeah. 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 It, it's longer than the film. It, it serves its purpose. Purpose. He's Eric and his crew. I don't think they had to make it as long as they did for how little happens while you watch it. I feel yeah. like it's because they spent so much money building the ship. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, like <laughs> the song longer. <laughs> and I mean, so, it does like, it tells the tale of like the merfolk and we meet Eric. So it. It has a purpose, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not that interesting. It's no. fine. It's fine. I feel like it should just go straight into um, the ocean, but I get we need to understand, you know, the dude's up there and she falls in love with the dude. Yeah, and for yeah. the, like, one person in the audience who hasn't seen the movie. Yeah. Need to yeah. <laughs> explain the story here. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we go into another song from the film, Daughters of Triton. Was that also longer? Yes. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> was it? It yeah. felt longer. It felt so They do that oh, uh, 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 yeah. thing twice, whereas you only do it once in the cartoon. Oh. This is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cute. Serves its purpose. It's much better than the... Okay. Have we both, both, you both, watched <laughs> The Little Mermaid Live? The one with Olehi Aurelia? Yeah. Uh, no. I've seen clips, but not the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen I it either. Oh, I should have watched it. I wanted to watch the new version too, but it's only available to buy in who buys movies. Yeah, no one oh, buys God, it. I'm no. waiting for it to yeah, be free as d- well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I've watched the live version mm-hmm. that was done on Fox. I want to say, no, it's 2019. Oh, my God. Was it that long? It's 2019. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was last year. With yeah. Queen Latifah as Ursula? That yeah, okay, we'll yeah. get to that. Oh. Okay. oh, my God, we'll get to that. Okay, okay. I'm watching um, it now. <laughs> this, was, this song was sung randomly by Amber Riley, right, who we know as Mercedes from yeah. Glee, who was also Effie in, in the re- recent revival of Dreamgirls and also no, now goes by Riley in capital letters. She was so good in Dreamgirls. I saw, I won a lottery to see it in London. Holy shit. Oofed. She was so good. Now, here's the weird thing. They got her to sing this by herself. 
just goes for another two minutes like <laughs> why it's so weird and it's the only thing she does it's not like she plays a role this is literally they got her in to sing this song by herself in this big like white feathery thing she does this and fucks off it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random like did they not have an ensemble <laughs> yeah they they did i think later um Aquata. Here comes the money note. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah. Imagine being like, we want you to perform in The Little Mermaid Live. Fuck yeah, what song yeah. do I get? <laughs> Daughters <laughs> of Triton. <laughs> She's probably like, what the song fuck? is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do I get to dress up like a mermaid? No. 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 She's just going to dress you up like you just walked out of the follies. And then you're just going to belt the crap out of the end of the song and leave. Like, that's, that's it. <laughs> She's like, I'm here for a gift bag and I'm yeah. out. Thank you. It's so strange. <laughs> anyway, there's not too much about to say that in the in the musical. What do you actually what do we think of the tales in the musical? Because we see they're, a lot of them here. They're too small, proportion-wise. Yeah, right. Which yeah. bothers me. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Like I, I think it would make them. I mean, I hate the Heelys. Hate them, hate them, hate, hate them. <laughs> um, hate. Um, but I think it would make the balance better if the tail was longer which i know like space wise choreogra- yeah. choreography good gilly <laughs> choreography have another drink um, <laughs> choreography wise it would get they might get in the way and stuff but they're proportion wise they're too small yeah they need to be long and swishy yeah. and and like and i wish they weren't just like erect the whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i get it's it's hard mm-hmm. and originally justin Ariel's costume. Hers was motorized. Right. So it moved without her having to shake her hips, except it was really heavy and made noise. So they cut it in Denver. But um But like Triton has like a like a silver like see through one. With the, yeah. With the tail kind of goes down and flicks out at the bottom. It kind of made them all look like statues. Yeah. Because the tails were all just there, erect as you, yeah. as you I would have just preferred if they flew, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think the it's really hard. To get around the fact that they have legs at the front. Yeah. And I'd almost prefer, I don't know, that they were a different colour. It's not like they were blue, like the water or something, because it looks like they've got this weird, like, tail like scissor sen- thing. Sea yeah. centaurs or something weird. Yeah. 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 Um, like, I don't, I think it's an okay solution, but I think the best solution is they've got to fly. Yeah. Spend the money, Disney, you have the money, yeah. uh, and fly them. Yeah, But there is, what, six of them, <laughs> six people flying True. around like yeah. it's a lot of flying. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did like Sebastian and Flounder fly? I mean, Sebastian probably not, but did Flounder fly too? In the Dutch production? In the Dutch production, yeah. I don't know. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so we finally get to the next song, which is our introduction to Ariel, and she's got a beautiful 
very short introductory song called The World Above. This is where I belong Beneath the clear white blue here I feel completely new here in the world above It's like my life was wrong And somehow now at last I'm in My own skin Up here in the As she swims through the plasticine, it's not plasticine, <laughs> what did we call it before? The acrylic. 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 Recycled plastic. Acrylic. I like to think of it as recycled plastic. Like yeah. it's a comment on the shit that we throw in the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> and so actually I would have respected it more Correct. if they made that choice. Yeah, but they didn't. It- If they were like, there's no water. We've decided to use recycled plastic that we rescued from the ocean to make this set because it's a comment on like, have you seen videos of the amount of crap that people pull like when they dredge? Oh, yeah. Is it called dredging? Uh, Yeah. And they pull out like immense amounts of plastic and crap that's in the ocean. That would have been really clever, but they didn't do that. (laughs) It was just shit. (laughs) Instead of – okay, anyway – that aside, um, what do we think of this song? Well, I I did like it as like it's a nice nice little I want song. It's it's pretty, but also we have part of your world, which I feel like they're kind of saying the same thing. Like, why do we yep. actually need an extra song when everyone knows part of your world? Yeah, and we know what she's about to say. In that she's essentially saying more or less the same thing. Like she wants to be, you know. They're just up, trying to delay above. part of your world as yeah. much as they can. <laughs> yeah. 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 Filler, filler, filler. Yeah, yeah. yeah filler. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because in the film the first time we see Ariel, Ariel, Ariel is part of your world. Yeah. It's the first time we see her. Uh, when they're going through the ship and she finds the, the dinglehopper. Oh, is that before part of your With world? With Flounder and the shark. Is that before? Yeah. Mm, yeah, actually, yeah. My story with Little Mermaid is so I was – Eight when this came out, little gay eight-year-old. Um, so <laughs> I was one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, my dad took my brother and I to a matinee to see it, and then that night my dad had a soccer game, and then my mom was like, "Oh, what do you guys want to do today? Do you want to see the Little Mermaid?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and my brother was about to say, "Oh, we've already seen it," and I was like, "Nope." <laughs> and so I saw it twice in one day. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did your brother see it twice in one day? Yes. Does yeah. he still speak to you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a respected older brother. It was fine. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. The song itself is, it's very pretty. Um, it kind of just it leads you towards part of your world. It's not necessary, but it's fine. Yeah. 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 It's like, I, I don't hate it, but it's just, if I'm being harsh, it's like, it's not necessary. Yeah. 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 I think um, I'm in love with Sierra Borges as Ariel. I think she's absolute perfection in every way, shape, and possible. Not to mention she's a natural, beautiful redhead. Yeah. Even though she's wearing a wig in the show, obviously. But she just, she is Ariel. And as soon as I heard this, I was like, oh, God, that's Ariel. Mm-hmm. And musically, it's stunning. It's short. Yeah. And I agree. You don't really need it. And also they're trying to cram 
so much into this song. I feel right here. I, I don't feel wrong. I feel wrong down there. I feel right here. And, yeah. You know, it's like, well, you kind of get that in part of you. I'll, yes. I don't yeah. need that again. Because Alan Menken wrote the music for everything, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, right. yes. yes. Glenn Slater just wrote the additional lyrics for things like Fathoms Below and the lyrics for the new songs okay. like World Above. And I think he does a good job. I think his his lyrics, similar to when we were talking about um, Beauty and the Beast and Tim Rice's contributions, like I think he's done a good job in that Howard Ashman was such a great lyricist and he's worked his way in that you don't really notice a gear change like we mm-hmm. did in Aladdin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> gear change was a different car. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah. What did we rate this? I can go. So for music, I gave it a four because it's beautiful. Uh, lyrics, I gave it a three because they're pretty simple. Nothing too major. Um, staging, I gave it a three because it's essentially just a park and bark or a perch and. No, it's not. It's a wheel and. It's, yeah. <laughs> wheel and. Yeah. So I yeah, there's. A singing with rhymes with wheel. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to take it back. I'm giving it a two because she does wheel around. So she's like swimming on the surface is what we're yeah, meant to believe? Yeah, yeah. She's Okay, Because she's yeah. in the world above. Okay. No, I'll give it a three. Okay. Give it a three. Um, nothing interesting, but it's fine. And then contribution, I gave it a three as well because we'll get more of that in part of your world. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sally. Um, I feel like I gave you, I gave the same scores. <laughs> <laughs> Can't remember what you said, but yeah, music four because it's, it's pretty, it's nice. Like, I, I do like it. Menken gets the he, Yeah, brief. he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> he, he gets it and it fits. Like, it, you know it's not from the movie, but it still fits. Like, it sounds like it belongs. Mm. And, yeah, lyrics, I gave it a three because it's, like, it's nice. It's simple. It's, like, nothing wowed me in that. But, yeah, it's, it's nice enough. Um, contribution, I actually, I gave it a four just because I thought it actually, it explains why she wasn't at the concert. Like it does further the narrative kind mm. of. So I was like, yeah, this is this has told us information. So I'll yeah. let it go in. I guess because it replaces the shark, the shark attack. That's what, yeah. that's, that's why she misses the sense. concert. Yeah. 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 She's too busy just flying around the, yeah. the top. I gave this four for music and lyrics because it's just gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. I gave this two and a half for staging. Because, one, it looks like she's swimming through plastic and this affects all of my scores in Act 1. But two, because she skates backwards and forwards. You know, if you drag a fish backwards, what happens? They drown. They drown, right? (laughs) So every time time she rolls backwards, I feel so uncomfortable with it because I'm like, that's how you kill a fish. Like... They can't swim Never backwards. Never even thought of that. They cannot swim backwards. And she has, well, I, look, I've never met a mermaid, so I've never <laughs> I've never asked. <laughs> and I get that they have human upper halves, but still, like, there's gills in there. Oh, no, they're just scales. I don't know. I just don't. I, I can't. You don't they, like it. Yeah, do, do they, they breathe through backwards. the gills or do they breathe? Fish. They have, they have, like, no, <laughs> mermaids. Oh, mermaids. Yeah, they breathe through their mouths because yeah, they have lungs. Yeah, so maybe the gills don't count so she can go backwards. Yeah, but it's still, there's something <laughs> weird about watching a fish person swim backwards. I just don't like it. So I gave it two and a half and I gave it three for contribution because, you know, as much as I agree 
it doesn't need to be there. It's such a gorgeous introduction to Ariel Mm -hmm. musically. I just wish it was staged better. And from the one production I saw, which my reference is going to be an amateur production. Obviously we all watched a a video of the Broadway production, but she sang it on a rock, I think. She was like sitting there like, this is where I belong, which kind of makes sense. That's what Ariel does when she goes to the top of the movie. She sits on a rock. Yeah, yeah. but I miss just, the rock. Yeah. There's no rock. There is no rock. Ugh. There's just lots of plastic. Yeah. <laughs> just Dwayne Johnson walks on. He's like, hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible joke. I apologize. No, that was great. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have a completely unfucking necessary oh, intro- <laughs> introduction to Scuttle. Oh, my God. Which mm. I think in the rework was cut. This is human stuff. Yeah. Say that you want to have a hairdo like the folks who live up there do that'll flap their wigs. Flop their wigs. Flap. Well, you look absolutely dandy if you use one of these handy little thing the jigs. Thing with bobs. Jigs. Bobs. Pick up the dingle hop, but just like so. Twirl it the way I'm twirling now. Give it a little yeah, and there you go. You're what they call the dogs. Wonderful stuff That human stuff Can't get enough Of human stuff And we are the authority No need for us to fluff Because we're great at explanating Human stuff What's that? A snarf black Wow And that's enough of that Why? 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 <laughs> why? It's so unnecessary <laughs> Just, again, just putting off part of your world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're padding hard. Mm -hmm. We have three new songs before part of your world because, yeah, that's literally what's meant to come next. After Daughters of Triton. Yeah, when I was comparing it to the movie, I was like, Noting down which songs, so I knew which ones to pay attention to, and I was like, "Why three in a row? Bang bang bang! So many padding, padding, padding. Mm. This song sucks. It It does. Yeah, it's." Like Scuttle does not need two songs. We don't no. need a whole song just to explain what a dingle hopper is. Yeah. No, which no. also is the largest fork I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down too. I was like, <laughs> I get you have to play for the back row, but. Is it a like, garden fork? Like, well, I, think, I feel like, I think both of my, my grandparents had this, but they used to have this giant wooden fork. On the and wall. The giant spoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on yeah. the wall. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it kind of reminds me of, except it's not wooden, obviously, but. That's the only time I've no, seen that. No, we had that too. My, really? My grandparents were very English. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's a 70s thing? Yeah, mine are very Chilean, so yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, well, cool. Yeah, well, it's like <laughs> a metal version of that. Like, what, yeah. what the fuck is the fork so big? Yeah. yeah. Apart from the fact we need to see it from the back, and I get that, but also maybe yeah, it looks stupid when it's zoomed in on a bootleg camera, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, jo- this song is not necessary at all. No, I just think Scuttle, okay, give him one song. One. And but the other one is better one. than this. Yeah, so don't give yeah. him this one. <laughs> Fuck this one off. Yeah. Okay, what did we give this? I gave it a one for music because it didn't excite me and mm-hmm. I've literally already forgotten it. I think I was I was nice in giving it a two and a half for lyrics. Yep. Just because I thought it's fun, it's cute, like yep. it says stuff, it's did inoffensive. Like, yeah, it does the job and it's, it's cute and, yeah, interesting. And then just one for contribution. Oh. Are we allowed to give zeros? Did you do staging? Staging two. Two. I guess because you can tell 
where they are. <laughs> yeah, on a giant <laughs> yeah, acrylic rock. It's like we're on a giant rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like the staging overall was just so shit. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're on a rock and I can tell that they're on a rock and I know what it's meant to be, so okay, I'll give it a two. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, yeah, contribution, I put one, but you could make that zero if that's allowed because I'm like, it doesn't do anything. Oh, it's allowed. Yeah, it's okay. allowed. allowed. Yeah. Um. I gave this one and a half for music and lyrics. I gave it one for staging. What I couldn't get my head around is every time we see Scuttle, the birds, like his backup birds, <laughs> like we're in Susical, are walking on the water. Mm-hmm. They, they get off yeah. their plastic rock and then they just walk what? through the water. I'm so confused. And they Jesus birds. Like why mm. aren't they on wheelies as well? Because technically birds can float they, on water. Yeah. But. Like they need wheelies on their knees or something. So I like, <laughs> like I just I couldn't accept the fact that these birds keep walking around Ariel when she's supposedly in, in the, the water. water. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. I gave it a zero for contribution. Right. Um, I gave it, I gave it a two for music. The only reason because like it's catchy enough for a different show. Yeah. 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 Like it's not terrible. It's just it, there's no need for it. Yeah. Um, I gave it a. Two for lyrics because there's some like they're building up Scuttle's like screwing up of words, which is the only reason the other song is called Positivity. Positivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, for staging, I'm going to give it a one as well. And contribution, yeah, I'll give it a one because it introduces the human stuff. Although I would rather them not introduce all of the human stuff and just see it in Ariel's Grotto. Yeah. yeah. Which they also don't really do in this one. Yeah. But yeah, I'll give it a one. All right, yeah. cool. So moving forward, the next song is not Babcack Omar and Kasim. That is left over from my Aladdin table. Um, <laughs> That's triggering. <laughs> the next song is our introduction to Ursula. So it's kind of like everyone needs an introductory yeah. song. So Ursula gets one as well. Now this was cut post-2012, but we did watch the original Broadway production, so we did watch it with this in it. And this is her vaudeville number, I Want the Good Times Back. At first I was afraid. When Daddy Dear was floating on his deathbed, he divvied up the kingdom into two. I got his magic shell and half the sea as well. His trident went to. You know who his trident went to, don't you, babies? I want the good times back i want those grand old days i want the twisted nights the sick delights the wild soirees i want those trembling crowds of shellfish cracked and peeled for me to dine not because i'm mean or selfish no i only want what's mine etc etc i have a friend who actually she is the ultimate, she would be great as Ursula. Her name's Anna, who actually did a Disney cabaret, cabaret with last year. And I got her to sing part, not part of your world, Poor Unfortunate Souls. And she really wanted to sing this instead. She loves this song. Oh. Yeah. I think it's that vaudeville, like, uh, well, it starts as a vaudeville number and then it becomes a Broadway one too. But just that good times back. You know, it's, it's it's catchy. It's boppy. My issue with it, I just think it's the wrong vibe, which changes Ursula's character for the rest of the show. Yes. For yes. me. 
it takes away any sort of menacing evilness mm. to her, which I think Poor Unfortunate Souls does very well. Mm. And this one, it's kind of the issue I have with, have you seen rename Andrew Lloyd Webber's um, Wizard of Oz? Uh, like what I, he what he did with it, the oh, what's uh, that Wicked Witch. I want those shoes to establish just who's number one from the east to the west. Then I'll be complete with the world at my feet. And red always suited me best. I know I hold sway over all I survey, but I now. A much bigger deal. The shoes are the key to the making of me. So fight her and bring her to heel. Yeah. It's like, what? why are we making these comedic characters? Sheree Renee Scott sings the shit out of this thing. Like, mm, good yeah. for her. I just wish, but fine, start the song as it is. But maybe near the end, switch it to like maybe like a menacing minor key or something to like bring that in. It's just, I don't, it changes her character for me too much. For me, it's, we don't need her yet. No, not at all. Make the first time we see her when uh, when Ariel goes down into the grotto, kind of like, oh no, I was going to say Scar, but Scar appears early as well. But uh, Ariel goes into the grotto and then it's like, oh my God, where is she? We can feel the witch is coming. Where is the sea witch? And then she appears. But instead it's like, oh, we already seen her by the time we get to Poor Unfortunate Souls, which I think kills the reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't think, again, we're just padding until part of your world, but this just, for me, destroys the reveal of Ursula because we've got this, yeah, happy two-step number when really it should be. There's something powerful and dark about the dum 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 which is why it opens Cabaret, the musical, because it's sinister as fuck for some reason. Yeah. Even though he's singing Welcome, yeah, you know, just something doesn't feel right about that opening. And it's because, you know, we're Nazi Germany. Nazi yeah. Germany. Um, and it's the same thing, like it's dun 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 dun. She's kind of fun, but there's something not right about this. Yep. Whereas this is um da 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 and it just, yeah, it robs her of that. And like they're they're throwing in like the backstory that her and Triton are siblings and blah, yes, blah, blah, yeah, blah which the one differing point between the film and the musical really is yeah. that they make Ursula Triton's sister. And it yeah. gives her a motive. Yeah. And, a backstory. and it explains like the shell belonged to their parents yeah. and yeah. the Trident belonged to their parents. But there's well. nothing saying they can't throw that into, into poor, poor unfortunate souls. souls. Yeah. Like there's Yeah, we didn't need a whole song no. to get that plot through. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. But we did need a whole song when it's this fucking awesome. <laughs> I love this song so much. <laughs> okay, oh well, God. so you can start then. What did you rate it? I really just wanted to give it flat fives just because I fucking love it so much. <laughs> and this is the one that I've just had random live recordings of on my, like, playlist for years. Really? And it wasn't until I was watching that I was like, oh, my God, it's from The Little Mermaid, which makes sense. Oh, this is the yeah, song. Yeah, this right. is the one. Which that- for me says. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that you don't know it's from Little Mermaid yeah. or can't clock it yeah, says a lot. True. I just thought it was just Cherie Renee Scott singing a fucking awesome song. Right. Yeah, right. But Even though she's singing about a tri- trident. Yeah, I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> like there's some pretty big flags yeah. in that song. <laughs> but I just, I love it. I love the feel of it. I love that it gives her like, it gives backstory and motive and the lyrics are clever and the music just... I love it. It speaks to me. I love a good villain song. 
I love that it introduces her. You are both so not agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give it, Sal? Uh, I did tone it Don't down. Don't be afraid me. to give it flat fives. No, it's okay, how we you won't feel. judge you, yeah. yeah. I, I just dropped it down for staging because it's just so dark and it's not purple enough. Mm. Yeah, it that's my other thing. Green. The color scheme is off. Oh, it was too green, and also when what they the had fuck? the big orb at the back, she had eight. There were eight tentacles, and I'm like, no, 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 no there's <gasps> many. Yeah. She's a squid, and they make a very solid <laughs> yeah. point that she's a squid. Yeah. yeah, she's like, use my ink, and then later in the Sweet Child reprise, yeah. they referred to the squid. Yeah, and then they gave her eight tentacles, and they had eight there because I was counting them, and I was like. No, no, no. I swear to God, we had this thing back in like season one when yes. you did the little mermaid that there were six tentacles. I was like, they did the one thing of her that they were meant to do. They did it wrong. Yeah. yeah. And never mind. She has no tentacles in the finale, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I kind of like that she was doing her own little kick line with the yeah, tentacles. Yeah, that was, like, that was, that was cute. It was like, okay. For, it, for a fairly underwhelming costume, that was quite yeah. yeah. I like her wig. It's the wrong color, but oh, I yeah. love the wig. Cool. Yeah. 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 I know it's so Medusa-like. It's yeah. all it's kind of scary and I sneaky. wanted it more gray. I wanted the movie color scheme of Ursula. Yeah. Which yeah. that Dutch production did. Yeah. 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 But I can see what you're saying as well about how it's too like happy and upbeat. It's like it's got a sinister tone and story, but it is very yeah. portable. It reminds me of what they did with Jafar in Aladdin when mm. they just gave him the tango because, you know. <laughs> There's a scene change happening behind us. <laughs> <laughs> give him a tango. <laughs> Gilly, what'd you give it? Yeah, so despite all of my complaining, like the song itself is fine. I just don't think it belongs in this show or with this character. Yeah. But the song itself, I gave it a three for music and a three for lyrics because there's nothing wrong with the song itself. I just, it doesn't belong. Uh, Staging, I gave it a two because it is pretty underwhelming and the costume is more inhibiting than it adds to the character. Yeah, I just think it's too small. I want her to be so dominating, like the Dutch production. Yeah. I just want yeah. her to be larger than life. She's meant to be terrifyingly overwhelming compared to Ariel. And she's just not. Yeah. She just looks like this like sassy, big hipped, big hipped kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like woman she needs a costume 40s. that's so big that she doesn't move like you know the yeah. costume is like this or giant when she thing does move you should notice yeah you know, like yeah. It just instead of just a lady with a few extra inflatable arms yeah. <laughs> like you're at the and melbourne then, yeah. show and yeah. then this random orb thing that detaches from her sometimes yeah, and i was like but brings her i was like can she not walk far enough in the dress that they had to give her a <laughs> yeah something to enter on like it's i don't the same with triton later who gets that like small shell thing they wheel him on oh, in at one yeah. point I'm like i don't get it if you're gonna do it go go hard or go yeah. home you know mm-hmm. instead it's just small. And for contribution, I gave it a two only because it does give that backstory now, the new backstory that they're related and the shell and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just think it's, it sounds great. I just don't think it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a two for music and a three for lyrics. I gave it a two for staging because I just, I just don't get what that orb thing's meant to be. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I gave it a 1.5 for contribution purely because I'm like, yeah, okay, we get it. There's backstory. Well done. Moving on. It's- There's also so many, um, like the one when she's like, I know when I've been shucked. There's so many like eating of seafood jokes. And I was like, <laughs> how do you all know this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, Sebastian knows it. Yeah. And like Flounder calls himself like he's being treated like sashimi. Sashimi. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you know these things? 
Because their friends have probably been taken. Oh, but they wouldn't but know what happened. they'd be dead. Get up there. It's not like they've been in the fish tanks <laughs> in the sea. Maybe they've been in the fish tanks in the Chinese restaurants. You know how they have like the lobsters in one and the crabs. Right. Like Sebastian's probably seen some shit and for mm. some reason got thrown back in the ocean. <laughs> the whole Finding yes, Nemo situation. Nemo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. When I go past those like super fancy Chinese restaurants and there's the fish or the crustaceans in the cabinet, I just cannot ever imagine myself being like, yes, I'll eat that no. one. No. Yeah. No. I went pl- past a place on Little Burke the other week where you could actually catch your own crab or or whatever or crayfish or whatever, whatever the hell it was, but you could catch your own one and then they would cook that one for you. And it was in the window. You could see people. No. It's like, yeah, it's like no. the. Wonderful delicacies that is red lobster in North America. It's awful. Never go. Except the cheddar bay biscuits. That's a big thing there. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, when you walk in, it's just the tanks of lobsters and you go and pick which one you want. Nah, I couldn't do it. It's weird. Nah, nah. Might be delicious, but I don't want to see my food walking around. No. I'm not a vegetarian. Just don't. It's like I don't, I don't need need to see to the process. See yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Being shocked. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So moving on, we finally, after all this padding, land on the iconic part of your world. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down the, what's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. She sounds great. (laughs) It's like she is doing the princess voice without it seeming like Ariel Jacobs was trying to do this princess voice. <laughs> it's like this one just comes a bit more naturally. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfection. She is perfection. Yeah. yeah. This is I thoroughly enjoyed listening yeah. to this version. And this this was her breakout role, right? Mm. And when I saw her live, not in Lemis, when I saw her in Melbourne, she was, you know, post Phantom of the Opera days. And now she's full classical soprano, so she couldn't do this anymore. She sang Part of Your World, but it didn't sound like this. It was very classical. But, my God, this moment blows me away. Bright young women, sick of swimming, ready to stand. Ready to know what the people know. Ask them my questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it Oh, it gives you shivers. Butter my butt and call me a biscuit. That's yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like it actually works that they've got it so late in the musical, like mm. it with all the other songs before it, because now it has more impact. <sighs> it's just, oh, my cat's found a ball. <laughs> 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 I swear she never fucking plays with it until I'm recording. No. Um, <laughs> As I'm... 
in a female, because you know how there's some vowels that sit better in yes. men's voices. Is burn a weird vowel? Todd, burn yeah. with an American accent. If we yeah. sang it with an Australian one, burn, it'd yeah. be fine. It's like whenever I listen to yeah. Hamilton, I'm always just like, that sounds like such an awkward vowel note to hold. Yeah, mm-hmm. help that you burn, burn, because it's, uh, it's a yeah. uh sound. Yeah. Yeah, so the easy, the way to get around it is go on the er uh sound. Burn. And you know, like bring, try yeah. and find that blend. Um, because otherwise you get what's the word? Burn. <laughs> <laughs> When's it my turn? You got two in a yeah. row. Two in a row. Oh my god, that open belt on yeah. above kills me. Yeah. It's so good. But she can't sing it anymore? When I saw it, it was more splendid above. Like oh. it was it, it was it was beautiful, but it wasn't that. It wasn't like pin you to the wall, open, yeah. perfect belt. Oh my god, Layla. <laughs> She never plays with that ball. <laughs> She's like, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. Go to sleep. Aren't cats <laughs> She's for sale. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. She's she's perfection. Absolute perfection. And as she sits there in her plastic grotto <laughs> with her gigantic uh, Her gigantic dingle hopper. It looked like a weird, like a whirlpool. It didn't. It looked like a weird whirlpool and not a grotto because it looked like all the items around her were like spinning around yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, but like, like frozen in, in motion. Yeah. But I was like, why does it look like everything's spinning? I wanted like, I think of the grotto and there's just stuff everywhere. Like yeah. she's got it all on shelves. She's got that giant statue, which is very obviously missing from this production, yeah. the statue of Eric, but it is in the Dutch production right. because when she sings out of the sea, she comes down and she sits on his shoulder and it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of, okay. So the production that I saw, the community theater production, right? There were two things that went wrong with the wires. This was the first one. Oh God. <laughs> she was up in the air. They got her to fly in part of your world. Great. Except she was like, when's it my turn? And she started spinning towards the back. <laughs> Wouldn't I love? And out of panic, she started flapping her arms wildly to get back to the front, which was fine. It got her back to the front, but she'd created so much momentum that she started just <laughs> spinning and she's saying, above to the back of the theater, like just to oh, the no. psych at the back. Oh. And then as she was saying, out of the sea, she's like flapping her arms wildly to get back to the front. It was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, this is not going well. Oh, poor girl. And when I hear this song, I think of her just like, Flapping like a dog paddling in a pool, like <laughs> it gets to the front, and she's spinning, 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 spinning until she finally, like, she reached the rock and like grabbed it for dear life. So she <laughs> stopped spinning and sang the last note. But like, God, it was so funny. Anyway, oh. <laughs> once Ariel has performed "Part of Your World," we get the absolutely magnificent reprise of "Part of Your World." Now, I'd like oh, to point out yes. for all the all the people out there, and I think I did mention this in the episode where we did the film. Yes, this you is did. the only time the lyric "Part of Your World" is sung in the entire show. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know something's starting right now. Watch and you'll see. And that is how you mix, oh, baby. Yes. That ending. 
gorgeous. Gorgeous. A tone higher than the film as well. I remember when you did the episode on the film, you're like, they fixed it. I was like, no, it's true. They did. Oh, I should have listened back to the. I should have listened back to the <laughs> film it's episode. So good! It's so good. <laughs> My only beef with the rep- reprise, reprise, both, um, is when she's staging wise. It's so awkward for her to sink down at him over the plastic. Yeah, to yeah. watch it, it's just weird. And also, that can't be comfortable to sing in that pose. Yeah, I don't know. It just it looked weird. It just looks weird because you're not sure are we on land or are we on yeah. sea. And yeah. in that too, we just don't give a fuck by the end of it. But yeah. it's just like, it's just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. They need to be on the rock. Yeah. They need to be on the rock and that would fix everything because then it's clear we're both on land. She does the big push. Yeah. I don't know. We yeah. spray her. <laughs> get a spray We've somehow. got a hose, yeah. a side yeah. stage. <laughs> a little hose like yeah. over the top like we're in flash dance. Some weird version of flash dance. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it needs something. I think she sings the shit out of it, but yeah, the staging is just strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, swimming through a recycled plastic. Okay, but speaking of strange, we then get <laughs> this song. Now, obviously the, the community theatre production I saw was the post-2012 revision and there was this weird storyline in it where Flounder was like in love with Ariel and he was really what? jealous of Eric because one of the things in the revision is Flounder's not a kid anymore, he's a teenager. So oh, they okay. up the age of Flounder no. and he's actually shitty. No. Shitty that she's in love with this human Eric. And the whole time I was like, why what? is the fish in love with the moment? I was so weirded out by it. Yeah. And it's one of the things I remember is like the musical has this weird fucking storyline about the fish being in love with the mermaid, which obviously wasn't in the original. No. because He's like eight or something. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's child. a child. But what was even weirder is in the production I saw, he was a child. Oh. oh. So like he's meant to be a teenager <laughs> in this revised version, but they still kept it a kid. And he was like, Ariel, that's stupid. You know, I love Ariel. And this is full on scene with him and Sebastian. Like, and he's just having this tanty. And I was like, I don't, I'm so uncomfortable with this. She's yeah. like five times your age. Like <laughs> she's also in the like mid 20s and this kid's like five like it just it was weird anyway um in the original version that doesn't happen and instead we get this um like beach boys era number (laughs) called she's in love hey flounder do you notice anything weird about you know who you mean ariel i'll say she acts like she don't see me she doesn't even speak she treats me like sashimi left over from last week you see her late at night tossing in her ocean bed Olivia, she's rocks. You swim her up, she tab her. She lays there like a lox. She's It has a very Aida strongest suit. Is that the one that she yeah. sings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has very much that energy. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it's here, but um, <laughs> it's yeah, a good I was, song. I but, was getting yeah. weird like Greek 
chorus muses kind of vibe. For yeah. Them. Like one one of those sisters is so sassy. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Love her a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a really fun number. Fun I had a really, when I saw it, I had a really strong flounder. Because I think the, in the recording we saw, like he's he's great for a little kid singer, but yeah. he still sounds like a like a little kid singer. Yeah. I think the one I saw, he was a bit older and oh, little kid could wail. <laughs> yeah. Like, well done. I feel so inferior. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 I don't have much to say about this. Like it's, it's cute and it's fun. It gives the Mer sisters a really good moment because yeah. aside from Daughters of Triton, unless you're in the Little Mermaid life. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's like really your only time on stage. And in the movie, that's really the only time we see the sister. True, yes. I feel like we see there is a scene here, I think. When when they're all looking in the mirrors. Yeah, and I think she's got the um, starfish in her hair in this scene, maybe. I think so, yeah. And they're like, what's up with you, you know, and and she's like, "Mm da-da-da, yeah. Okay, what do we we rate this? I gave it a three for music and lyrics because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Staging. It was cute. I gave it a three. It was nice to give Flounder a moment as well because it's his, pretty much his only moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only time he sings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was nice to have that Let in the there. kids sing. Yeah. And Contribution, I gave it a one because yeah. without it, we you just move notice. on. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a three-sentence conversation and yeah. we've moved on. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a I gave it a four for music just because I like it. It's cute. It's jaunty. Like I'm I'm not a musical person, so I mean, like music, music. So I don't know how I'm rating music. I'm just like if I like it, then yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's I'll the thing. It, it makes me want a pony. Yeah, it's like I re- I could remember it after yeah. I finished it. And I gave it a, th- a three for lyrics because I just thought it was. It's like it's cute. It's clever. I like that Flounder kind of breaks the fourth wall a bit. Like that was he's cute. Yeah. I gave it a two for staging because the staging of this whole thing was just shit. Yeah. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> I really struggled I gave with staging. The entire musical. Yeah. A two for staging. <laughs> I just struggle with staging for everything because I'm like, they're not, they're just like, they're, they're not impressing me with the plastic and the, yeah, everything. Yeah. And then I gave it a one for contribution because. It's like it's nice that they're the like the the Greek chorus sisters are you know telling us that Ariel's in love, but also she just basically said that herself in the part of your world reprise. Like yeah. we've already we already know all the information in this song. Yep. Like we don't need it. It's just it's cute. Yeah, this is the it's only filler. song I remembered of the new ones leaving the show. Yeah. 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 And it's I think it's because cute. of the kid playing flounder. Yeah, it would was score so good. highly yeah. if we still had a cake score. I think. Yes. It's yeah. catchy. I gave it a three for music and lyrics because I agree. It's very, very catchy. I gave it a two for staging because, yeah, not much is happening. And I gave it a, where am I, a two for contribution because I think it, I think it serves a really fun purpose and it's smack bang in between two ballads. So I think it's Mm. nice to have this like uppity moment so we're not on a one-way ticket to Ballad Town like we are in Mamma Mia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I remember, sorry, that's just a reference to you. I was playing a production of Mamma Mia and we get into Act 2. Act 2 opens with Voulez-vous, I think. And then the conductor would say every night, 
And now all aboard with your one-way ticket to Ballad Down. And it'd be like five ballads in a row. It's just you're just this slow crawl to the winner takes it all. And by the time you get there, you don't give a shit because you've had to sit through four ballads before it. Like, And then you get to the winner takes it all and it takes five minutes for the drums to kick in. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, back to the Little Mermaid. So – She's in Love happens featuring Flounder and his beautiful T-shirt and basketball shorts. That, that <laughs> costume. <laughs> what is that costume? And he's the sprayed-on blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, I remember my cousin having, like, blonde spiky hair like that yeah. and wearing basketball shorts and big sh- T-shirts because he was really into basketball and it just looked like a yellow and blue version of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't, uh, I didn't get real, like, Fish vibes. I got like teenager <laughs> yeah. in the 90s vibes. Like why doesn't he have a tail? Well, he has like a fin thing on the back of his T-shirt. But give him a little a little tail. Yeah, he's a fish, so he's fins. Yeah, a, a little back but fin. Fish have a little back fin too. coming out of his butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's me shrugging. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, past that terrible costume choice, we've got an absolutely beautiful ballad from Eric called Her Voice. Where did she go? Where can she be? When will she come again? Calling to me? Somewhere there's a girl who's like a swell of endless Somewhere she is singing and her song is meant for me And her voice, it's sweet as angels sighing And her voice, it's warm as summer sky And that sound, it haunts my dreams and spins me round until it her voice. That score, man. Mm-hmm. It just screams water. So, just that like legato arpeggiation. Oh, it just takes me away. I love it. I love this song so much. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. And he sings it beautifully. Yeah. It opens as part of your world, right? Like yeah, that, it does. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, yeah. yeah. I'm but just making then, sure I wrote that down correctly and remember yeah. correctly. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, what? A, I, it starts with part of your world, but then the rest of the song reminds me of something else from some other musical. And it's just every time I hear it, I'm like, what does this remind me of? It's driving me crazy. And I had to make a note, not part of your world, because obviously <laughs> that's how it starts. But there's something, it just sounds like something else and it's killing me. I don't know. It just... It feels like it reminds me of something else. I did solve the paint it black riddle yeah, a few episodes ago mm-hmm. with no real idea what they were talking about <laughs> until it just hit me and I was like, it's the answer. Paint it, black. <laughs> it does sound like something else. Yeah, yes. and I listened to it so many times and it was just like, no, no, not. No. Shoot us a message if you know the answer. Yeah, please help. <laughs> it's just stunning. I remember mm. teaching this. I had a beautiful baritone that I used to teach many, many years ago and I gave him this song. And I hit the first of many instances I've had since then of when you you are singing beautifully and suddenly you have to speak a few words. 
And I said, you know, her voice. And he'd be like, her voice. And I'm like, no, no, it's just spoken. It's just spoken. Just say her voice. He's like, okay, oh, her voice. And I'm like, no, stop trying to sing it. It's just spoken. And he just could not like unlock his brain to just say two words. Just say it. And it was the funniest thing of it. And this one for weeks. Like he just could not like go on singing. And I think of it every day, her voice. I'm like, stop it. He's like, I'm trying not to sing. And so I'm just like speaking in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you could be like her voice, but I don't want, I want to sing just her voice. And you're like, her voice. <laughs> like, he was a beautiful singer. It was the funniest thing because it was suddenly just so out of key. Um, yeah, I I adore this. I think it, it mm. works so beautifully. And also, it rounds Eric out just yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. It yep. gives him some personality, a bit of and, depth. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. makes the romance two sided. Because it yes. feels like in the cartoon, it's it's all her basically, and he's just he's kind of just there. But this one, it's like, oh look, he's actually really interested too, mm. and I like that. It yeah, it gives gives him some character and some personality and depth and everything. Yeah, because he's also the first prince we have with a name, correct, in the Disney canon besides Charming. Well, he's the first. Disney. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, in the entire canon. Yeah, He's we've only had Chris, Prince Charming because, yeah, like Peter Pan wasn't a prince. And yeah. Yes. He's the first one with a name. Correct. Yes, because Adam was Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was just waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he's the first one to not – present as a prince in that he's wearing that beautiful sexy open white shirt yeah he's not in his prince gear like mm-hmm. all the others are he's a modern day prince hunky prince i and did write a score for his pants <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a five by the way yeah. he, he wears them well yeah. <laughs> what i didn't get is that they gave him a blue one they gave him long hair yeah and I one didn't thing like i like hair. about eric is that like wispy sea washed hair and then they put a blue ribbon on it which is beauty and the beast yeah yeah and i my brain was very confused for a sec i thought it looks weird no it's right no it's not no it's beauty and the beast that's why it's weird it looks right for beauty and the beast he's got a ponytail with a blue ribbon yeah but not eric eric's got the sexy and gaston has a ponytail yeah. Yeah, but yeah. not with a blue ribbon. No, not with a blue ribbon. It's the blue ribbon that gets me. Yeah. I can kind of get I think they're trying to go a bit period, so guys didn't really have short hair. Right. Back then. But the blue ribbon doesn't work for me. No. We're crossing crossing worlds. Crossing worlds. <laughs> okay. So I'll start for this one. I gave it five for music because I think it's absolutely Stunning. And I love the themes it works in. I love that it works in part of your world because that's what he's in love with. He's in love with the ah, ah, and he sings, where did she go? Where can she be? He's singing her. It's just beautiful, beautifully worked in. I gave it four and a half for lyrics purely because I think they're a little bit much. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> they're absolutely stunning. But in context, you heard five notes. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, yeah. Four, four notes repeated in in like a chordal progression. I just don't know if you could get this much out of four notes. Yeah. Like, it's a bit much, um, but it's beautiful. I gave it four for staging 
and five for contribution. I just love that they gave him a song and it feels like it fits. I gave it a five for music as well, a four for lyrics, a four for staging, because uh, yeah, just a park and bark. I gave it a five for contribution because yeah, it does round out Eric and a five for the pants. <laughs> Bonus score. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to 23. Yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> um, Sally? Yeah, I gave it, I gave it five for everything apart from staging, which I only gave a two, but then I'm like, Honestly, what more can they do? Mm. <laughs> like, what more could they do with the stages, yeah. really? I'm like, so maybe you left I'm, it at two? Yeah, I'll leave yep. it at two. I'm like, maybe I'm being too harsh. but I think at the start there's some plastic water. Yeah. That's why it lost yeah. a point for me. It's just all a bit boring. Because I'm all for if it should just be a park and bark, let's yeah. all never forget the Lion King. Jellicle, jellicle, yeah. you know. <laughs> just fucking stand there. Every time I see those plastic waves, I just, <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, it's like it's beautiful and i i love the lyrics although to yeah what you said is true it's like okay dude you're a bit too obsessed like yep. <laughs> a yeah. bit too much too soon relax yeah relax. yeah following her voice we get the number that we've all been waiting for the number that we've been padding and padding out to i think is this the closing of act one no um, there's still two more According to my notes. Does it close she, on she, more unfortunate? Yeah. She pops up. Oh, of course. Of course it's a transformation. Okay, so the next song is the one we've all been waiting for. It's Under the Sea. He can sing. He can. Yep. You know what I hate <gasps> are his stupid googly eyes on his hat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? He's the only character in the whole thing that has some weird cartoon googly thing on their costume. And like, I get it, but I think they're very distracting. Do you think from afar, well, you saw it in real life. Mm-hmm. From afar, was it less weird? I remember not liking it then either. I think, here comes my cat. Okay. (laughs) I think because, I think you didn't need them partly because Titus has such incredibly large eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need, it actually looks like he's got two pairs of eyes. If it was someone with smaller, more inset eyes, he probably wouldn't notice as much, but he has incredibly large round eyes. You don't need more incredibly large round eyes and you, on top of his and head. And you want to pay attention to his face. Yeah. So I feel like they're a little, you get over it eventually, but at first I find them quite distracting. It's like, um, I was in a production of Charlotte's Web years ago and I played Wilbur and originally the costume designer had me wearing a pig's nose, but the director, she was like, no, it's too distracting. We want to see your face and the audience will eventually just forget about it. Yeah. So they're like, we're just not going to give you a pig's nose. Yeah, right. And it wasn't needed. It's like in Violet where they don't put the scar on her face. Yeah. We talk about it. Sorry. If there's weird noises, it's because my cat is making love to my microphone. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, the choice in Violet is we talk about the scar enough 
you can just imagine what it looks like. We don't need to put some enormous prosthetic on her face. Yep. You can just make it as hideous as you want in your head, you know, and then yep. we'll just move on from there. And actually it's mm. super powerful because it sort of becomes a commentary on, well, she doesn't have a scar on her face, so we just accept, oh, you're so beautiful, don't worry about that, but that's what we really should be saying to anyone who has any sort of deformity. Yeah. Kind of bring it back to the hunchback thing of what makes a monster and what makes yeah. a man and the choice in the musical, which we will talk about <laughs> when I do that episode, of having him begin as an able-bodied person and then become the deformed hunchback by putting the hunch on and hunching over and, and all that mm. jazz. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got here. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hating Sebastian's googly eyes. The yeah. thing that I don't like about Sebastian's costume, and I agree with the eyes, but it didn't bug me as much as the fact he is covered in barnacles. Mm. Now, I don't know about your TikTok feed, but mine is absolutely dominated by two fishermen. One does crabs, one does lobsters, and they're like the barnacle boys. <laughs> and they catch it. I, okay, I feel like everyone has this in their feed, but it's obviously just nope. me. Nope. Okay, yeah, not cool. my feed. So they <laughs> just capture, <laughs> they capture um, crabs and what lobsters, res- respectively, for eating. But they they capture ones when they capture one that they have to give back. Like if they're breeders, they have to put them back. And the lobster one's really interesting because they clip their tails, so they get a notch. And it means that if they don't have eggs next time someone catches them but they see the notch, they have to throw them back. It's like a legal thing. If they're a breeder, you have to throw them back and that's how you keep the population alive. Anyway, their whole thing is if they're covered in barnacles, they cut them off because barnacles are a living organism and what they do is they they breed and they live on things that don't move much. So if you're still for a long time, they'll grow in you and then they'll just populate and populate and populate. And if they get into your joints, you can't move anymore and eventually they'll just like basically dominate you and then you're just a crustacean stuck in your shell and you can't shed anymore and you wait to die. Right. And so they will de-barnacalize these lobsters and crabs. And it's so interesting to me. And so when I see Sebastian covered, he's covered in barnacles, that bitch would not be able to move. No. (laughs) That's all in his joints, in his costume. He would be dead. And he moves too much. Yeah, he's dancing around yeah. like, no. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. that's just, no, nah, sorry. When we're talking about accuracy, which we all are about accuracy in Disney, yeah. Sebastian wouldn't be covered in that many barnacles and be as happy as he is. No. He wouldn't be a happy crab. He'd be a, be a very sad crab because he wouldn't be able to shed and yeah. then he'd die. Because he's got a lot of barnacles, like a lot of barnacles. Anyway, how do we get here? I don't <laughs> know. He needs a good yeah. size hopper to pry them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this number... <laughs> It's the set that lets it down. Yeah, yeah. there's just not enough happening. Uh, my problem is I can always – I'm so conscious of seeing the floor and the lines in the floor. Mm. And if I'm distracted by that, it means it's just oh, not yeah, enough set not, to yeah. pull my eye. Yep. And I'm pretty sure this is an empty set this is performed on. It's so – That weird thing that spins, that random tower comes in. But I think that's the only real it's set so sparse, piece that comes apart in. from that, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I want this to be a massive showstopper. Like, yeah, and, and there should be heaps of things flying around. Yeah, yeah. There should be and like, big bits of coral. And coral and that the dancers yeah. can dance on Where's and build levels yeah. on it. And just like, and the dancers' costumes are so weird. They're like nondescript. And it's not yeah. colourful enough. Yeah, and yeah like, when you think about, because this is one of the best animated scenes yeah. in Disney history. Yeah. There is so much coral. There is so much colour and the fish kind of appear from the coral and they're all in the coral. That's what they needed, yeah, just shit tonnes of coral for the set so they could just kind of appear and bring it to life. Yeah, Yeah, I think that really brought it down. 
The only thing that makes up for it is Titus Burgess is yes, just yes. off the wall. That's a top G, by the way. <laughs> like that's that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's Alex Newell territory, yeah. you know, like yeah. absolute freak of nature. It's amazing. And that's the only thing that rescues that number because the staging is very sad. Okay, so progressing towards the end of Act 1, there is so much music in Act 1. I know. We've got a number for the eels, Flotsam and Jetsam, called Sweet Child. Who are you two? Sweet child, poor child, so tragic, so misunderstood. Dear child, sad child, life's looking, shall we say, not good? No. Who will ease her woes and worry? Who will help her get her man? Sweet child. Perhaps the sea witch can. You can't possibly mean. I'm glad they give the eels something, something to do. Yeah, it was nice. Um, do they sing in the original? I feel like. No. No? Do they even speak? Poor child. Yeah, they do. Poor, oh, yeah. sweet. Poor sweet. Yeah. Child. Yeah. And their eyes, one's yellow. Yeah. And, yeah. and they yeah. join. And, and that's how see. Ursula can see, can see yeah. what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Very yeah. creepy. I get what they're trying to do. It's just, it's. It's fine. It fine. exists. It does the job. It doesn't go for too long. I think the no. whole song's like. Um, yeah, it's short. It's under two minutes. Yeah. Sure. And most of that's dialogue. It's like. sinister. I like mm-hmm. the vibe. Yeah. yeah. I like the vibe. It does its job. Uh, it's very forgettable, but it does its job. Yeah. Uh, for that, I gave it one and a half across the board. Yeah, I gave it twos for everything. I gave it twos for everything, but I gave it a three for contribution just because I thought, yeah. well, it, it is them swaying Ariel into getting help from Ursula. Like yeah. it does further the That's the only reason she bit. goes in there, yeah. 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 I, I was on the three lines of dialogue train, but I guess like yeah. I, I also agree it does its It's like it has, it's it has a more interesting it way has to a do purpose. It. Yeah. yeah. Makes its point. Cut print moving on to the song that oh. almost won season one. Season one. Came second. I voted for it over Circle of Life. I also would have had I attended, yes. I can't believe I voted for this over Under the Sea. If I could go back in time, Mm. I reckon I would have changed it. I think I was very influenced by a friend of mine who, long-time supporter of the show, Steph, who's actually in the musical that I'm um, rehearsing right now. She is obsessed with Poor Unfortunate Souls and it kind of swayed me when I was thinking Mm. about what I'd pick. But really, Under the Sea, probably... Yeah, anyway. Um. <laughs> and still shell-shocked from show yourself being booted. Still that. Okay, so here's Poor Unfortunate Souls. Your voice. My voice? If I give away my voice, how can I ever? You'll have your looks, your pretty face. And don't underestimate the power of modern language. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who haunts her tongue who gets her man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead, make your choice. 
I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day It won't cost much, just your voice You poor unfortunate song It's sad, but true If you wanna cross a bridge, my sweet, you gotta pay the toll Take a gulp and take a breath Go ahead and sign the scroll Flotsam, jetsam, now I got a voice The boss is on a roll You Is it just me or did Cherie Renee Scott look a little bored playing Ursula? Maybe it was just the night that we watched this video. That It might have been a Wednesday matinee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was just part of like I did notice that, but I thought it was maybe it was part of the character. Like Ursula's just not going to put any effort into feeling emotions for things kind of. Yeah. Like I get that she's originally inanimated character right but i got so much more oomph out of pat carroll Mm -hmm. than i did out of sure i don't know there's something about her face that is just like my makeup will do the work for me yeah (laughs) you know yeah i had an issue with the pacing of this one like in that part that we were almost just going to listen to is like now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay that price and I'm afraid I had to write them across the floor. Now I've had the uh, complaint. It just keeps going. It doesn't mm. have any breathing space like the original. And I was like, why, why, are you, why are we rushing through this? Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price and I'm afraid I had to write them across the walls. Yes, I've had the old complaint, but on the whole I've been a saint to those poor unfortunate souls. That was my one big issue. I was like, it's like they had a metronome. We're like, we got to go. Yeah. It's like the animated one was more nuanced mm-hmm. kind of. And this yep. one was just like, sing the song. Yep. Hit the notes. Get it out. Yes, I do. Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price. And I'm afraid I had to rake them across the goals. Yes, I've had the odd complaint. But on the whole, I've been a saint. To those poor unfortunate souls. Oh, There's just, just something so more, more there. Yeah. yeah. And really, I was surprised they didn't cast a man in this role. Like it should have been like. It's a, very obviously a drag queen. It's like inspired. it's based on divine. Yeah. yeah. And they've never cast a man, Mm-mm. you know, like even if they cast Sheree Renee Scott and then they cast like an Alex Newell kind of or even Titus or Billy Porter. Yeah, Billy's voice would be oofed singing the song. But I think Titus did audition for the for Ursula and they gave him Sebastian. Mm-hmm. But you can imagine Titus oh, doing yeah. this mm-hmm. role, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I'm surprised. I reckon if it ran for longer, they yeah. might have brought him back. But even in the film, just missed opportunity. And I remember there being some controversy about casting. Is it Melissa McCarthy in the yeah. film? And I get it's a voice by a woman. I get Pat Carroll's a woman. Yes. But there's something even about her performance that's very inspired by that drag yeah. era of the kind of 80s. She's got and that smoky kind of feel to her voice. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and also the costume is really uninspiring. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> so that finishes. Now, the way this is done at the end is quite clever um aerial 
swims upwards. There's one time we really see flies in this show and then she appears out of the waves and she's got legs. Hooray. Except the camera focuses on the tail on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We finish act one. And we're, we're about to say goodbye to the plastic waves, but not quite because Scuttle has another song where <sighs> we really, really don't care about <laughs> physics <laughs> because there's water and there's land and we're just not sure what's what. And this is the song Positivity. Watch this. You giving up so soon? You got to have a little gumption. Yeah, a can-do kind of attitude. Take it from a gull who knows. Now look at me, you see this face. In terms of beauty, I'm a basket case. And as for style and savoir faire, well, I guess there ain't a whole lot there yet. Although perhaps it makes no sense. I strut my stuff with lots of confidence. Cause oh, I lack an awful lot. There is one thing I got. I got positivity. I got positivity. It gives me the zam and the zow and the yaddle, yaddle, yaddle. That's why I walk with a wiggle in my bottle. Cause once you've heard that word, there ain't nothing you can do. So let that positivity work for you. Positivity? Why, there's no such word. All right. So what did we think of this gangster oh, song? I forgot what he, what is he? It's a seagull. He's a seagull. seagull song. Let the person with the most amount of notes go. I have go. so much of a rant about this. I mean, okay, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I, I'm going to say this is better than the rap everyone keeps telling this me This guy all but Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard it. Yeah. I've avoided every spoiler for this and the Barbie movie, right. which is incredible. I haven't seen either yet. Me neither. I'm desperate to you see You still both. haven't seen Barbie. Neither I have I. I haven't had. With me. In my defense. I haven't had a single free night off in okay. two weeks and I just realised yesterday I don't have a single free night off for another two weeks. So this is why I haven't okay, seen Okay, so in 15 movie. days. <laughs> I just <laughs> be done book in you in. Cinema. Yeah, I wanted to wait for it to be less people-y. Yeah. yeah in the, in the, in the theatre. I, I generally like things when they're less people-y. Yeah. Okay, Sally. Okay, my rant. Step up to the mic. So my rant is that this is a tap number and – I am a tap dancer. I fucking love a tap number. If you put a tap number in, I will be staring at their feet and I'm so excited. And this one, it was so unnecessary as a tap number because this is not a massive dance show. If it was a massive dance show, I'd say, fuck yeah, let's have a big Broadway tap number. But this is not a dance show. So I'm like, why have they got tap shoes on? Is it just to make a nice sound? Is it just because it's a token thing and it's like oh it's a musical we need a tap number and that's what it felt like and I was like at first the first time I watched it I was all like oh my god they're doing tap and I love this because I'm watching their feet and I know what they're doing and it's like really basic tap and that's just and it's just it's so basic and that's what got to me. It was so – it's so <laughs> – I told you you're going to edit all this out because I'm just <laughs> But it's like I know that when they do big musicals and you have the token tap number, a lot of the time it is basic tap that, you know, anyone who's like a professional jazz dancer but not a tap dancer, they can learn these steps and they can make a sound and they can make it look impressive. Yeah, it's not 40 yeah. seconds no. straight. Yeah. They did not make this look impressive. I was not watching this going, wow, that's really basic tap but it looks impressive. I'm just like, oh, my God, that is so – tap 101. It's so fucking <laughs> tap 101. They're just doing like – they're doing it to make a sound yep. and because 
because they're on Broadway and it's expected of them. And then they were doing wing. They were pretending to do wings at the end. And as someone who can't do wings, I know how to fudge a wing better than these people <laughs> who were just basically vaguely jumping in the air and doing giant pinwheel arms. And I'm like, yeah. okay, to someone who does not tap, if you're watching that from the audience, you're probably like, oh my god, amazing. But I'm like, they're not doing wings. They're not even trying. And it just made me really rage. And the stupid feet things <laughs> yeah, they had gonna, over top. Just and I'm like, every, that's and, it. I'm like, maybe it's the boots that's making it a lot harder because they've got these giant seagull feet boots with like, you know, tap plates underneath. And I'm like, maybe that's making it harder. But also it's like, why have you thrown this big, you know, fake Broadway number into a show that's not a dance show? What is the purpose? <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had strong opinions. But Small I, but mighty over here. <laughs> Got but really I agree wholeheartedly. It did not it, it have to be. No, It doesn't have to be a tap number. And I never thought I would say that as a person who loves tap yeah. and gets excited by tap. But I'm like, it doesn't need to be a tap number at all. It just doesn't. And yeah. Right. There we okay. go. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I could keep going. Yeah. Trust me, I could keep going. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Ariel doing the tap with no shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, yeah. And that that also, like, it. I don't made a mockery of it as well because it's like she's doing that with no shoes on. She's showing that they're doing, like, fucking nothing with their feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those are my thoughts. Gilly, did you have any thoughts or um, Sally just about cover it? Yeah, I mean, I I understand I completely understand. The song is a non-event. I hate the name. Positivity. Ugh. Like, calm down. It's completely unremarkable. Didn't need to be here. If there could have been a more clever song to teach Ariel how to walk, that isn't a tap number. Yeah. That's a big leap. Oh, is that the yeah. point of the song? Have a little positivity. That's how that's how it opens. It's like, oh, if you want to learn how to walk, you need to have a little positivity. Yeah, because she's struggling oh. to walk at first, even though she was like standing See? up. Point missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I just clocked out a little too soon. Yeah, because she was standing at the end of Act 1, but then all of a sudden Act 2 opens and she doesn't know how to walk. So yeah. they're like helping her to stand and walk. Let's get all my friends who can yeah. tap on water. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that too. <laughs> like, is this yep. water or what What are you doing? It's plastic. It's just uh, a whole just shit ton of plastic. plastic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it does like, because Act 1 ended like, you know, so Act 1 ended with Poor Unfortunate Souls reprise, right? It was Correct. No, yeah. just Poor just Unfortunate Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Poor Unfortunate yeah. Swim, swim for your yeah. life. Yeah, so that ends all like dark and dramatic and this does, it. it's like opens the new act on a like much lighter note. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Oh, it is quite happy because it's a da da da. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. hair flip moment. That isn't the hair flip moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I gave it three for music and two and a half for lyrics because I thought it was fun. I liked it a shit ton more than the human stuff number. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I gave it two for sta- staging and two for contribution. I like. I didn't hate it. I really hated the first scuttle song, but like, I didn't hate this one. So. I think, yeah, it's one of those, another one of those examples of the song can go in a different show, just not yeah. this one. Like as a song itself, it's like, it's, it's fine. We could is- have gone straight into Beyond My Own, Wild Streams. Like no one would have had a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just have like, let her learn how to walk with Scuttle and yeah. the rest of them. Yeah. And then off she goes to, the, and she gets found right away. 
Yeah, it's um, like it was kind of like a, this is a an act two opener that no one's paying attention to because they're still coming in and taking their seats. Yeah, sort and of. Thing. They had to get that drink. Yeah, I also yeah. really missed the super sexy rope dress. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> I, I love that, that dress. Yeah. It's so hot. <laughs> I wish I could pull that off. Just a piece of sail and a yeah. rope. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, so for my scores, I I gave it a three for music, a two for lyrics, a two for staging, and a one for contribution. Because again, it's just all right, let's teach you how to walk and we're done. Cool. Yeah, I gave it I gave it a two and a half for lyrics, because I'm like, okay, it is fun and it's plays on words and stuff. And I gave it a zero for contribution, because I'm like, why? Why do you need this? <laughs> Going on a rant. And I gave it a two for staging because they're dancing on water. Like, no, that's ridiculous. But then I gave it a four and a half for music, which I feel is really hypocritical. But I'm like, I fucking love a jaunty vaudeville number. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it's so out of place and I went on such a rage about it. I'm like, it's catchy and I can still Mm -hmm. remember it and I love it. And it's it does not belong in this musical, but I like the song. (laughs) Yeah. As much as I hate it, I like it. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The following song from this one is Beyond My Wildest Dreams. Oh, just look. It's like I'm in a storybook. Oh, it's bliss. I dream that it would be somewhat, but not like this. there. Oh my god, how very odd. And what might they be? Something splendid maybe. Look over here. Could you bust? Isn't it just be dazzling, dazing, utterly amazing. Gazing round it's like to die. Just seeing it feels so good. I'd scream if I only could. I'd hoped and wished and wanted so to be here. Wished and prayed and planted to a tea. And wow, just look, it's really me here Walking around, strange as it seems Somewhere beyond my wildest dreams Bonjour, <sighs> good day Oh my god, oh my god, I'm yes. literally about to play this Bonjour, 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 bonjour <laughs> That's actually so true <laughs> I remember I heard it. I was like, he just ripped off Bell. Yeah. Like, I know you wrote it, but. Listening. And then you said that. I lined up. You stole my, you stole my punchline. <laughs> um, fuck, I love this song. I love it. I love the staging of this. Yeah. I think that bubble bath is amazing. It's so clever. It's so clever how she gets out and they give her the towel and she's got her hair in a wrap and. It's just beautiful. I think the attendance clothes are fantastic. Just those massive bustles. They're so bouncy. Yeah. Their dresses. I couldn't stop looking at them. Yeah. My dog amazing. started barking at the TV screen thinking it was some sort of bird or animal <laughs> when they walked by. So she got up and started barking at the TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, Sierra Borges is just phenomenal. And this is my favorite part of the song. So handsome and refined and slim, sweet, sincere, magnificent from head to toe, and oh, I'd 
I just love it. I love it so much. I love this song. I think it's just beautifully done. The costuming is beautiful. That pink dress is yes. so bang on. It's so great. The bathtub is great. And I'm just going to say it. This is why I gave it flat fives. I fucking love it. I think it's so perfect. Um, I know it rips off Belle now. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. But he ripped off his own song, so it's but he fine. Wrote, he wrote it, so Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And it's not in a really stupid way like, um, well, no, it's not in a really obvious way like Andrew Lloyd Webber, just cutting and pasting. <laughs> Love yep. Never Dies from Beautiful Game. It's absolutely beautiful. I could not fault it and I cannot fault her performance. Okay, over to you guys. Um, I gave it a five for music, a four for lyrics, a four for staging, and I gave it a four for contribution. And I was also happy to see the introduction of Heidi Blickenstaff. Yeah, so fun fact, the first, this is back in the days where you just downloaded albums off LimeWire or FrostWire or whatever followed Napster. I had a CD that I burnt of the Little Mermaid musical that had Heidi Blickenstaff as Ursula. Mm-hmm. Oh, she took I over. I want that. Yeah. She was, oh, I love her. She, she was recorded the, the demo yeah. ca- recording. Oh. And if you've seen title of show. I've been in it. Right. So Heidi talks about her audition for Ursula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a scene where she comes in. She's like, oh, I have a fi- I had a fitting for the Ursula dress. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I first heard the Ursula stuff as Heidi Blickenstaff. I do not remember who else is on that recording. And according to the internet, this recording does not exist. But I had it because I remember there were things that were different on it, and I wish I could go back in time and salvage that CD because oh. I don't know, I don't know how I had it. I yeah. wanted, yeah, yeah, but but I had it. I love her. I have a recording of her singing "Sing Happy" from Floor of the Red Menace, which yeah, is like gorgeous. one of my most played songs, and it's specifically the Heidi Blickenstaff version. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love her voice. Gorgeous. Yep. Mm-hmm. She plays Carlotta in the original Broadway production and she eventually did then take over the role of Ursula from Cherie Renee Scott. Yep. I can't get over this song. I can't get over how perfect it fits into this score. Yeah, I gave it five for everything apart from staging. I just gave it a four. But, but that's the bathtub. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Because I was being harsh on the staging because I think I was being too harsh on the staging. The water is gone. Okay. Okay. This We're is not in plastic Remember anymore. Remember I said it gets better? Act two is where it gets fucking better. All right. All the songs are mint. The staging is beautiful. The costumes are great. And I will not have you argue with me. Okay. Okay. You can change it to five it if you perfection. need. That bathtub is perfection. <laughs> Like she moves and the stuff kind of moves with her and like she gets out and she's wearing like a nude body stocking that you see for a split second before they put the towel yeah, on. Yeah, that was impressive it's actually. It's so I was like, good. How did they do the towel The so staging fast? is so good. And she goes behind that screen and she gets that amazing pink ball gown and she comes out and she spins around and you're just like, yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> I'm changing your staging to a five. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> It's great. I it just, didn't move me as much. Really? No. I, I, don't know I just why. thought this is this is Disney princess dreams right here. Yeah. It is everything that you, when you're growing up, that is the princess vibe. And it's right the happy there. I got what I wanted song. That's what yeah. I like. And I like also how we had the others point of view of her. Like yeah. the others are singing about her as well. It's not just an aerial song. It's very Sing- bell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it reminded me of this is like the most obscure reference ever, but there's a song in the musical Rebecca called The New Mrs. De Winter where they're singing about you just like have no idea what I'm talking about. But I know the musical. Okay, good. Yeah. They're singing about the new wife and it kind of like that's not the same vibe as this, but it reminded me about that. 
orchids never were my style Azaleas are far more versatile Empty these flower pots on the compost pile Of that, like I like having the song where we're singing, like everyone is singing about the one person. Look there. She goes. Yeah, and also Belle, yeah, which is a more obvious <laughs> <laughs> reference than where my mind went to. It's but I, I like that. I like that that different dimension to it. Yeah. It's like she's singing and then they're singing the same thing, but it's about her and it just adds depth. The one part I found a little jarring was that she just started singing. I wish there had been a tiny moment earlier if she was like right before positivity or something, it opened with her by herself and she sang a little bit and then the characters came in and then she was silent so that the trope was set up that she's going to Well, we didn't really get how she ended up in the bathtub. No. No. She just, she wakes up just, on yeah. land, they yeah. do positivity and then bang, we're in the bathtub. Yeah. We actually, do we see her get found at all? Um. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, Eric finds her. Yeah, so, oh, you can't talk because she goes, Sorry, you didn't say that. I just mailed Ariel. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, he does find it. Yeah, he does. You yeah. do get that moment. She can't speak. But I wish there was a moment where she was by herself and sang to the audience to set up, I'm going to sing later. But that's what she's doing. She's by herself in a bathtub singing to the know. audience. Before the song, I In an amazing, it. amazing <laughs> I'm bathtub. not changing my score. I'm changing your setting to a In a, a five-star stage in bathtub. <laughs> you the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay. You guys are no, no. Impressed. I think you're. I think you're right with that because if you weren't like, say, I you- do not know. <laughs> no. It's perfect. Okay? okay. It is perfect. My heart fluttered. I got a bit emotional. <laughs> it's still perfect. It's still flat fives. I just had more thoughts, but it's fine. <laughs> I have more of a flutter at a later song, okay. oh. personally. Yep. Okay. Oh, yep. I have many. Act two, just mate. When I say it gets better, it gets better. <laughs> okay. So then we have uh, probably one of the best cameos, definitely in a Disney in the Disney canon. Yeah. It's not the Broadway canon. Like it's just a great cameo moment with a decent song that's very funny. Yep. And you know that that production I saw, it wasn't the best musical production I've ever seen, but my God, I remembered the person who played Chef Louis. Yeah. So funny. Uh, here it is, La Poisson. And to serve little fish. First I cut off their heads, then I pull out their bones. Ah, mais oui, ça c'est toujours délish. Les poissons, les poissons. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. With a cleaver, I hack them in two. I pull out what's inside, and I serve it up fried. God, I love little fishes, don't you? It's very be our guest. Yeah, that that's what me? I wrote. It turns okay, into yeah. be our guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just hit me, and I don't know how it's taken me so long to realize what this song completely, completely rips off. 
Oh my god, even the more I think about it. Spring is here, a suffering is here. Life is skittles and life is beer. I think the loveliest time of the year is the spring. I do, don't you? Of course you do. But there's one thing that makes spring complete for me and makes every Sunday a treat for me. All the world seems in tune on a spring afternoon when we're poisoning pigeons in the park. Every Sunday you'll see my sweetheart and me as we poison the pigeons in the park. When they see us coming, the birdies all try and hide. But they still go for peanuts when coated with cyanide. Le poison, le poison, hee hee hee. Holy shit, that's just poisoning pigeons in the park. Yes. Ah. It's Poisoning Pigeons in the Park by Tom Lehrer. It's probably his most famous yes. song. Yes. He, he wrote just a lot of like music hall style um, comedy songs. And it's just hit me that holy shit, this song is ripped straight from there. Because mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing. It's a happy, upbeat song that's uh, all about really sadistic about murder. methods <laughs> of killing animals. He's poisoning pigeons and La Poisson is about cut, cutting up fish. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. How is it just, how did I not pick that up when we did this? The first time we were actually writing this song, it would have pulled my writing down a bit because it's absolutely ripped off this song. Holy shit. Okay, sorry. I'm just having a bit of an existential crisis over here. I was like, I can see it in your face. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just mad that I didn't hit, that really just hit me then. And how many times have I heard this song and I've never gone, La Poisson, La Poisson. Well, we're poisoning pigeons in the bar. It's the same song. song. (laughs) Holy shit. Yep. Cool. Staging of this number is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think of that? How would you have? So for me, it's the adult size crab. Yeah. Kills it. And when I saw it, they swapped him out for a puppet crab, which I thought worked a lot better because it kept Mm -hmm. just popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. Whereas oh, okay, in this, yeah. it's just a fully grown man. And I think that's the way to get around it. How yep. would you have gotten around it? That would be the one. Cause mm-hmm. it's just like, why is he? Yeah. It makes no sense to have a full size. It ruins the illusion. Especially and, um, cause Ariel runs in and grabs his hand yeah. and they're the same size. Yeah. yeah. It's like the crab would not be the same size as the chef and as Ariel. Yeah. And I the forgave it all the way up until then. But that's where I, yeah. went, oh, the, it's broken. The magic's broken there. Yeah. Because you kill him very easily if you were to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, the staging isn't great. It doesn't work with a, a real life crab and, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Um, I also wish they made more of the moment where she blows into the pipe. Yeah. It was just a yeah. little puff of smoke and I, was, I thought, no, that's such a hilarious moment in the Make it show. bigger. Yeah. They're also Eric. She jumps on the chair, and then Eric grabs her hand to walk onto the table when they're serving <laughs> the seafood. And I, I just, yeah, no. There was a few weird staging things with this. Anyway, um, then we move on to another new song, "One Step Closer." Dancing is a language that is felt instead of heard. 
You can whisper, sing, or shout without so much as a word. Every little step, every single step, is one step closer to saying what you feel. A dance is like a conversation, except you never need to make a sound. And once you've begun, you speak as one give and take. Back and forth, round and round. Sean Palmer's got a beautiful voice for someone mm-hmm. who has a Broadway resume of like two shows. I think yeah. it might even be one. Yeah. What an amazing way to develop this relationship between Eric and Demute. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. like this isn't in the film at all. No, There's no dance thing. No. And what a great way to go instead of going straight to the boat. Let's let's develop a way of communication between the two. It's just oh, it's just beautiful. And the dance routine's gorgeous. How she works out how to dance throughout. Yeah, it's yeah. super cute. Yeah, the staging's just so pretty for this. Yeah, actually, I love the staging for this one. It's like I'll give it. I'll give it that. They did it beautifully. Yeah. So I love how, to me, it it felt like a sort of throwback to like 50s musicals, like something like I Could Have Danced All Night, you know, where the, the two main characters always have that beautiful dance duet. Mm. It felt like that. It was like, oh, this is that moment. Yeah. And I really liked it. Except it wasn't tacky. Like no, it comes no. Off. Yep. Like it was, Aladdin, you know, yeah. the million dreams or whatever that sounds yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah, because it gives Eric some character. It gives him some depth. And, and it like, also gets you on side. Like he's yeah. so kind and patient. Yeah. It I now and I know it doesn't now and, it, and it doesn't work. <laughs> and I know why they didn't do it. But a little part of me wishes that she sang. But no it'd have to be something like it would have to be a recording and she's not moving her mouth, so you're hearing her thought sing along with him. But that's Just, what I think works is musically she does. Yes. Is yeah. that da, yeah. da, 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 which she then dances, but it gives her space to respond. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not just him singing at her. It, it you know, is, just yeah. dance, just dance, just dance. He's like, yeah. he says something and he waits for her to yeah. respond. So there is a call and response, yes. Yeah, which is vocally. so clever. Yeah. It's so clever. Yeah. I love Act 2. Yeah, I love that. I love yep. Act 2. Okay, what did you bastards write it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I gave it a five for music and a five for lyrics. What Uh, was wrong with the staging? Where am I? Uh, Staging. Why? Um, (laughs) I didn't think I would get this passionate about this fucking musical. My bar was so low. I remembered not liking it when I saw it. And I was so on board for act two. I was like, yep, the plastic board is gone. Mm. I am here for this. Okay. Yes, I'll give it a five for staging. <laughs> Good boy. Yeah, and I guess for contribution it has to be a five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. One down, one to go. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> I gave it a four for lyrics, but I gave five for everything else. Yeah. So um, I just can thought, I just ask why? I just, I liked them and it's pretty and it's nice, but they didn't wow me. Yeah, right. And I guess I would just wanted to be a bit more wowed 
Yeah, right. Because, I mean, the first time I listened to it, I gave it a 2.5 for lyrics and then I listened to them all again and I was like, oh, no, actually, no, that it does the job. Yeah. I feel so swept away by this and Beyond My Wildest Dreams in that, like, princessy fantasy and to see a prince who isn't a two-dimensional, you know, arrogant, boring nothingness. Yep. Yeah. To have so much patience for her yeah like he cares about her it's not yeah. just like a, a pretty girl like oh the pretty girl's asleep i'm going to kiss her to wake her up kind of thing it's yeah. like oh i like i want to get to know her and i'll communicate with her even though she can't talk yeah and, and there's also such a gentleness to that melody and the way that it's phrased in kind of this really gentle rise and fall even though a dance is like a conversation you know it's just Oh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful, beautiful writing. And I think Glenn Slater has done a really good job of writing lyrics that just fit with the simplicity yet effectiveness of the way that Howard Ashman used to write. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I really love it. And Eric's pants also score a five. (laughs) Sorry, bonus point. Yep, that brings you to 25. Yep, Yep, got it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Following this is a stupid reprise of... I want the good times back. Yeah, but it because the quote-unquote set is coming in for Kiss the Girl. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> oh my god! And it okay. reminds us that Triton exists. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, it, it does stuff. I must say, I didn't. I didn't hate the reprise. That was a bit harsh. Yes, I, yeah. I liked the tone of the reprise. Yeah. better than the actual song. And it also keeps Ursula involved in the story. Yeah. yeah, because she's she's watching and it sets up the disastrous date on the boat that's about to happen, the boat that's marooned on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although Sierra Vargas has a thing for numbers on boats. Hey, Christine. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Kiss the Girl. Percussion. Strings. And words There you see her Sitting there across the way She don't got a lot to say But there's something about her And you don't know why You're dying to try You wanna kiss the girl Sing with me now Sha-la-la-la-la-la, my oh my, look like the boy too shy You're gonna kiss the girl Sha-la-la-la-la-la, ain't that sad, it a shame, too bad You're gonna miss the girl You're my, my brown-eyed girl Sha-la-la- I can't, what is wrong with <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> it's just all collapsing Like in my head the walls are just collapsing on the music in this film Oh god, I can just hear it all where it's all come from and it's it hurts. Okay. Yeah, this was rather boring. Very boring. I did love there was a choice in here I loved, which was Sebastian leaning on the side of the boat, going, Go on and kiss the girl. Like so <laughs> exasperated. Mm. I thought it was very funny. I really liked it. The rest of it I could take it or leave it. 
Yeah, like especially on the last little bit of the song, it's like they took the urgency out of it that's in the original. I yeah. didn't like the excessive ensemble singing. Yeah. That's what kills too it much. for me. It's too gentle. Because they're all singing and then he says, sing with me. They've already been singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yes. Yes, you want her. Look at Sing with me now. Like why? Yeah. It just, you need percussion, string, winds, words. words. Then, then they come in. everyone comes in. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't need that. That and the boat is marooned on a rock <laughs> and just spinning in circles. <laughs> well, there's too much plastic for it to move I don't think water. a boat is hard. Phantom of the Opera did it. Fucking the last five years did it. Yeah. We can do a boat that travels on water. Mm-hmm. Why is it on a rock? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's because they want the people in the water to be the level of the water. And if you put the boat on the floor, they are above the boat. Still would have looked better if the boat was not on a rock. But also, like, what were they all supposed to be? I don't fucking know. A lily pad? One was clearly a barnacle. <laughs> there were two women that were barnacles. They had, like, umbrellas. Yeah, and oh, then that is weird. Oh, that what they were? Yeah. And then the spinny thing. I was like, they looked like fish, but they weren't supposed to be fish because they're in the sky. So I was like, what are you supposed to be? I have no idea. Yeah, I, don't know. I was very confused by this number. It yeah, just looked it was, like a mess. It was yeah. weird staging. And weird costuming. Yeah. It was like, where are you? Oh, where are, are you? Under, yeah. You're not under the sea, but there's weird sea things. I also had a plot hole point. In the, the scene before this is Ursula, who's like, we've got to stop that kiss. I'm sending Flotsam and Jetsam. Her whole plot relies on the fact they're going to go on a boat in the water. Yeah. She doesn't know they're going to go on a date on a boat. She's just like, go stop that kiss. It's not like they're going to walk on the castle. What if Jesus is going to kiss her on the balcony? How convenient yeah. for her that they they're on a, a date boat. on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking mega plot convenience there. I mean, there's also the whole plot convenience of Ariel signed her name. Why doesn't she just write Eric a note? Like, I've lost my voice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you not heard that? <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one. Like, yeah. clearly she can write. Yeah. <laughs> she could have just written him a note. Be like, I've lost my voice. Let's communicate this way. Again, how do we have water and <laughs> writing? Up to, oh, now yeah. the, uh, the universe is collapsing. My brain is collapsing. Oh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Anyway, so that song happens. And then there's a reprise of Sweet Child. And then we get the quartet. <sighs> if only. If only you could know the things I long to say If only I could tell you what I wish I could convey It's in my every glance, my heart's an open book You'd see it all at once if only you would look about her that's so wonderfully impossibly familiar it's been two whole days and i don't know where she has Tracing cord, my dad, our moments almost 
try to understand what has to happen now. I'd give my life up to make it happen. I should have started listening to you. How I wish that girl could have this only one more time. Longest note to hold. You don't even realize it. No, yeah. he does. He goes yeah. the whole way to the pause. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is the song that gave me the chills, and what it reminded me of. And I was listening to it on the way here. Um, and I wish, if only, had a little bit more of um. There was just more of the four of them singing on top of each other. It made me think of the "I Love You" song from Twenty Fifth Annual. I Um, and I just wish it had just a little bit more build with the four of them singing at the same time. Mm. But otherwise, I love it. Yeah, I think that's what it, it needed. Like I liked all that singing on top of each other, but it needed more. Yeah. More I wanted a little bit more of that all f- of the quartet. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's all about Sebastian. Mm-hmm. That middle section where he sings about, if I could, I would make everything come true. If only I knew how I'd make him see the light If only it were up to me This all would turn out right And if I only could I'd tell you what I'd do I'd simply wave me claw And make your dreams come true And wouldn't that surprise you I get chills thinking about. It. I cried when I watched this. I mm. there's something about and later on when he says he sings in the quarter, I give my life up to make it happen. Mm. The the vulnerability that Titus has when he sings this mm-hmm. is heartbreaking, and for it to ride off the back of, and this is from the movie as well. I'm going to take you home where you'll just be miserable for the rest of your life. And he realizes it's like the turning point for Sebastian where he goes, I've got to, yeah. I've got to be on her side for this. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. It's so heartbreaking to see that scene with Sebastian and then for he, he to hear him say, I'd give my life up to make it happen. Like he's totally switched teams from being the patriarchal, loyal monarchist that he is. Yep. To, um, I'm. I, I really want this for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, this was my easy flat fives for me. Easy flat fives. Yeah, I gave it flat fours. 
Why? I didn't love it as much. Mm. I, it just, I feel like I wanted more oomph from the, mm-hmm. all of them singing at once. And yep. I just, it felt very long. There is yeah. a lot of space in it. That was it. It just, it felt like we're too sad and we're going on for way too long. Just wrap it up. Give me more punch. There is a moment like after Ariel stops singing, it almost feels like the song ends and then Sebastian comes in. Mm. So I do kind of wish there was a bit more. But also, I like um, it because no. it's like a scene change. It like is kind of like a scene change. Now that now I think about it, yeah. To his inner thoughts, and then we shift and ah, sh- ah, oh. oh, so good. Yeah, I still loved it. But yeah, I do. I do wish there was just a little bit more quartet. Yeah, just to but I, build it. Just to yeah. build it. But otherwise, yep, still love it. For me, that is easily one of the greatest additions to the Disney canon from the Broadway perspective. Mm-hmm. It's a proper, like, a, I don't, a proper Broadway moment. It, there's just a maturity about it, mm-hmm. I think. It just steps away a little bit from the the happy Disney thing into, like, this is how people hurt in yep. different ways. Yeah. Especially having Trident being, like, I've, you know, uh, there's a bit of, like, I failed my daughter. Mm. He says, if you come back, I'll change my ways. You know, he accepts responsibility a little bit. She's desperate. Sebastian's saying I'd sacrifice my li- sacrifice my life and then Eric's just banging on the same way that he yep. has been since Act 1. Um. And, <laughs> and part of your world is still in there. Yeah, too, yeah. I, love the, which I did I loved, love the yeah. threads of that coming Yeah, back. and it yep. finishes on Ariel's one. Yep. Good, not Yeah, and then that's the transition into Sebastian's. Yep. Yeah. Very clever. It's just an incredibly written piece of music. Absolutely incredible. So following that, there's, I think, just a bunch of reprises. Oh, there's the contest. The contest, yeah. Where. That's essentially a part of your world reprise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 I've got something, perfect pitch. Something yeah. else for the um, Daughters of Triton to do in different <laughs> costumes. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's an incredible Reprise. Now, we've, we've kind of glossed over the reprises, but I do absolutely love this reprise of Poor Unfortunate Souls. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think the the just the climax at the end is incredible and I just, I want to just play this. Ursula! Brother darling, you're right on cue. Give Ariel back to me. Not on your life. It so happens that your daughter signed a contract. No! Even drew a little heart above the eye. Is it binding? Goodness, yes. Unbreakable. Unless. Unless. There is a little something we could try. Go on. Yes. She, yeah, doesn't she never she tricks doesn't, Eric. Yeah. She never changes. No, not, none of that. That threw me. Yeah, she never like, becomes she sings, the other. She sings the, she sings the note and like tricks him for a second but then it's like oh look it's me it's the sea witch yeah she's not vanessa no. it's not yeah. vanessa. vanessa that's her name yeah, yeah. that doesn't trick her into getting married and then that remember, remember that whole do you remember the scandal of that animated scene um oh where he's got an erection, got an erection? yeah yeah yeah. okay <laughs> yeah okay. The, the bishop has an erection while they're getting what? married yeah okay yeah because that was the scandal for that one and how on the cover of the vhs there was There's a penis, penis in the in the castle and then a Lion King Spell where sex, sex in, the in the leaves and good teenagers take off your clothes and Aladdin. I think that one's not real. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. Because <laughs> it's in the balcony scene in Aladdin and 
you're, he's supposed to say, like when the subtitles come on, it says, good tiger, take off and go. Oh, but they okay. actually yeah. think it's good teenagers, take off your clothes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's noise happening over the top of it. Yeah, the, the genie's talking, I think, when he's the bumblebee. Oh, wow. I a lot of specific information. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did we end up? I don't know. Uh, The erection. Anyway, there's this incredible (laughs) reprise of poor unfortunate souls. Yeah, so Ursula rocks up not as Vanessa, which is disappointing. Like it's Disney. You can make magic happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she takes them down to the ocean and just like in Phantom of the Opera, a double for Ariel swims across the stage in her mermaid outfit given Sierra's very obviously still in her human clothes and it's just run off stage. (laughs) And then – See, uh, Cherie Renee Scott sings this, and it's fucking boss. Finally, the oceans belong to me. And now you poor unfortunate soul, time's up, you're through. Now the power of Poseidon has been once again made whole. All the magic of the trident and the shell in my control. And now dark shall reign forever over ocean, sea, and shore. See for yourself how banishment feels. You poor, unfortunate soul. Boss. Mm-hmm. Yes, Queen. Yes. Boss. Yes. Absolute boss. Yeah. yeah. So good. So that happens. Can I just point out that she has no tentacles in that scene? Nope, none. Just walks no. out with her big hips. She's just, yep. yeah. There's like tentacle but entered things in, in that the thing. ship. Kind of thing coming out of that orb thing. Her transport orb. That yeah. the more I see it, the smaller it gets. <laughs> orb thing. I just oh man, Disney Life. They got it right with Queen Latifah. Big PVC tentacles is what you needed. Bits. Stands for those poor unfortunate souls. My reign, my rules. I'll employ delicious terror from the trenches to the shoals and enjoy sadistic. Pleasure from the tropics to the poles, and oh boy, I'll get revenge with you know who in starring roles. Those poor, unfortunate souls. Triton sings a little bit of If Only Again, and she hugs yeah. his big biceps, and it's all very weirdly sexy and beautiful. And then there's a finale and in the way that all these musicals finish, in the way that I really fucking hate, they pick the hero song and they just change the lyrics to be about love and happiness forever. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is really bad, but mm. this one's still. I get it. I get. I get why it's there, but it still just makes me feel I just very nauseous. Always think of like, all right, it's the end. Let's bring in the Joseph Mega Mix and yeah. do a curtain yeah, call. Exactly. Like it's just. Uh. 
now we can walk. Now yeah. we can all <laughs> fucking get it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know that was so I just twee. prefer some R's and we're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're done here. And, and then that's it. That's the little mermaid. And it, after that, it took another 684 bows and it was done. And that was the end of <laughs> the <laughs> And then it went away. <laughs> went away. That's a wrap. The winning song for the episode, surprisingly, is One Step Closer. Dancing is a language that is felt instead of her. But it says much more than language ever could. And every little step, every single step, is one step closer, one step closer, one step closer to being understood. With a near perfect score of 59. Followed by Beyond My Wildest Dreams on 57 and then If Only on 56. Yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. Not mad. Not mad. Not the way I thought it would go. No. But not mad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did say that about Show Yourself and in real, real life. I was yeah. actually yeah. really <laughs> fucking mad. Um, I remember but- I was driving and that happened and I was just like... <gasps> <laughs> Audible gasp. Yeah. yeah. If I had been wearing pearls, they would have been clutched. So yeah. many times I was like, can we not, can we not change it? And we was like, no. <laughs> I was like, can we not? Let's just, we're making, it was our fucking podcast. We can make up the rules. We can say, we'll bring one back. Yeah. You oh, should have brought us oh. We can put one back on the wall. There were so many times you should have brought one back. I got yeah. so many messages about it. Yeah. yeah. So many messages about that. <laughs> we were ready to throw stuff at the stage. People were legitimately mad. I was, <laughs> but. You know, the people have spoken and it's the last time I'll ever let people get involved. <laughs> yeah, no, one step closer with the bonus points won by a mile because mm. we got five extra bonus points for Eric's pants. Pants. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, technically it got a score of 64. So <laughs> 64 <laughs> out of 60. So <laughs> That, like, black crushed velvet? Not, I mean, yeah, it was really looking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you so much to both of you for being on board. This was a really fun record. To all of you at home, thank you so much for supporting the show, for going on three years now. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Well, we're heading to two and a half, but I'm already at the three-year mark in my head. Uh, Thank you to those who have supported the show via Patreon. It's allowed me to get much better gear, and I'm currently saving for some more gear as well to make my life a little bit easier and to make your listening experience a little more pleasurable. Until next time, I'm Stackers. I'm Sally. I'm Guillermo. Bye. Just you and me.